Hey guys, this is your Friendly Neighborhood Podcast host, Taraj. And before we get into our Oktoberfest extravaganza with Mr. Mike Pappas, he here at the Sithless wanted to give our condolences out to anybody that's been affected, family, friends, from this horrific, horrible events that occurred in Las Vegas, Nevada last night. We recorded and finished about half hour before all that stuff went down, so we wanted to get this in there. We're going to leave some information on our show notes for a GoFundMe that's been set up for the victims and families. So if you can donate anything, that'd be a huge help. We also found out 13 minutes ago that an American rock icon has passed away. That would be Tom Petty, who has uh, been a staple of just being a cool, badass, unique soul. It's been a really sad day. Hopefully, this podcast can cheer some people up, and I think we should hit it, Tom. Welcome, welcome to episode number 60 of The Sith List. I am your host, Taraj Shahi, and my two fellow drinking buddies for this evening's <laughs> crazy podcast, the one and only Carlos Buarguayo, and the man that wins trivia games, the man that ruins films for other people. <laughs> That's right. Mr. Less is more. Crunch Crunch Gonzalez. Yes, I think we fucking did it, dude. I that may be two out of seventy, weeks. and then we'll fuck it up next week. <laughs> fuck no, yeah, that's don't a worry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it is. We have a very special episode number sixty tonight because we welcomed back a guest to us, a friend of the podcast. He is on an award-winning podcast on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, Best Ensemble. He is part of that ensemble. The co-host of Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, the man they call Moneybags, the man that gave us 30% off for his hosting fees tonight. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Mr. You. Mike Pappas. 
That was the best introduction anyone's ever given me in my life. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I'm going to play that for my dad later. I'm like, Dad, I told you I fucking made it. Yeah, there that is. shit. There How you doing? Guys, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. It's been a while, right? Yeah, it it's has. Been a yeah, little it's been bit. a couple it's, months. It's been a while, yeah. It's, a few episodes, yeah. yeah. We've missed you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I miss I, – I mean – I don't really miss you guys because I listen to you every fucking week when I'm half asleep at night. It's great. Oh, well, that's <laughs> nice. Thank you. We put you to sleep is what yeah, you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> that what you're saying? Uh, we more like more like ease my mind that all is well in the world. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, oh, nice. that's nice. Well, thank you, Mike. Yeah. Tonight, we wanted Mike to come on because we're doing our very first annual Oktoberfest podcast extravaganza. And who better to get? To come on this show, than you, Mr. Mike Pappas, the the Star Wars official alcoholic. Yes, right, <laughs> exactly, excellent. Yeah, I'm so and proud to take that honor. I take it with pride. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely a compliment because we're right there with you. We we are alcoholics of the geekdom, and we decided tonight to do something a little bit different. We each went and bought three craft beers and craft beers that we had no idea how they taste. And I'm really worried right now because I'm wait, not- wait, wait, we were supposed to not know how they taste. Well, you fucked it up. Yes, <laughs> but that's okay. I went with what I kind of know. No, yeah, I went with completely something I didn't know. So that's completely fine. And that's why you're cringing so, right now. So, yeah, I'm, I am cringing. So, Raj, how, how did you make this decision when walking into the beer distributor or wherever you bought your beers today? I just did you base it upon the label or the artwork or <laughs> artwork, label, and cost? <laughs> Got it. And cost was heavy. I forgot. I was, let's say you might want to switch. Uh, that last one to the front. <laughs> I forgot that cost of a craft beer can go up to $26 a beer. So I was like, it's crazy. It's, 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 a, it's unbelievable. This business, man, they have a, um, I forget what it's called. I'll, I'll probably remember in a minute or two, but they have like, um, you know, like we get loot crate. They have one for craft beers every really? month. That's, that's yeah. fucking cool. They'll that's send cool. you like six random craft beers a month and it is expensive, man. That is, Let yeah, me tell, no, like, I know. I can imagine. Like, like 50 bucks a month. Jesus fuck. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty pricey. You gotta love your beer. Do you know what a difference For is? six beers. Do you, yeah. do you guys know, and Mike, I'm sure, do you know what the difference is between a, a craft beer and just a regular beer you'd buy, like Budweiser or, or a Coors um, Light? If, if I'm correct, and yeah. I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to try, a craft beer is an independent brewery that was basically started from an independent person. There's no company, no corporate, and then develops their own, obviously, independent business, small business. Yeah, well, you're pretty close. All it is is a beer made in a traditional or non-mechanized way by a small brewery. Yeah, I was going to say it has to be do with the process, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like so mass it's produced. people literally putting the hops in the beer and exactly. like stirring it, whatever. Exactly. So that is the definition. Huh. But now I think when you go to a place like a small brewery, like a microbrewery, it looks like it's pretty machines are everized yeah. and mechanized and yeah. it's all crazy. So yeah, uh, things are definitely changing. And we're going to listen to a voicemail in, in a little bit that gives us kind of some uh, some knowledge on some beer. Yes. So we'll do nice. that a little bit later. How, so, but how have you been, man? What's uh, what's new in your life? I'm what's good, man. You know, just um, it's it's been a little busy with work and uh, and digital media. I've I've moved on to um, selling in an in app video rewarded company. What that means is basically any mobile games that you guys play on your phones and your devices that are free, like Candy Crush, so to speak. Yeah. We have a thousand games. You know how you run out of a live or you run out of you run out of a life or you lose. Like you yeah, lose you run out of points or coins and you have to watch a video in order to, to get exactly. that going. Okay. 
So it's really interesting. Like I, I started my career like on, on selling desktop advertising. And now not only am I selling strictly mobile, but I'm in app. And not only am I, am I in app, but it's like almost 100% gaming. And this all happened like randomly in my career. And you guys, the three of you know what a big gamer I am. Yes. So right. it's really cool to kind of like now transition just riding the wave of digital media in Silicon Valley. Just kind of like finding this great job selling like in-app video. And it's where the world is going, man. It's, it's it really pretty cool. Is. That's great, man. I'm happy for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. So so I've been doing that. Other than that, man, just spending time with Jenny and trying to watch some movies and watch some, play some games. And that's pretty much it, man. I've been keeping it simple lately because um, I'm saving up for something special soon. So. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, I, won't, I, won't, uh, I won't push you on keg, that one. Just in case. R2-D2 keg there in my go. living room. It's going to be installed yeah. next week. Yes. Man. Very nice. That's perfect. That's Everybody's great. going, what? Everybody's, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let, let me give the shenanigans out real quick before we even start this whole thing. You can find the Sith List on obviously on all the different podcast platforms. You can find us on Twitter at the Sith List Boo at the Sith List Boo. Less at less is more seventy eight. And Mister Mike Pappas, where can they find you? At Maximum Paps, and you're getting Maximum Paps tonight. That's for damn sure. That's right. Oh, That's right. hell yeah. You can find us on Facebook at symbol the Sith List Podcast. We have a hotline seven zero seven sixty five Geek One. That's seven zero seven six five four three three five one. We have merchandise on TeePublic. Just look us up on Sithless. All right. And other than that, just find us on iTunes and leave reviews. It's really important. Leave some reviews unless they're really shitty reviews and you can send them to Rebel Force Radio and don't worry about it. Well, you can leave those shitty reviews and we'll just turn them into Twitter fodder. (laughs) No, we won't. Actually, we We don't want shitty reviews. All right. How about this? If you leave shitty reviews on any app in the existence of apps on the App Store, you should see a therapist and realize that you need to find company with your misery. There's <laughs> exactly. no reason to write anybody a bad fucking. <laughs> that's, that's so true. That's so true. If you got to waste your own life, yeah, your own time, get on there and yeah. type some bullshit for somebody, you got problems. Just don't write anything at all. Seriously. Fucking duck. All right. So let's talk about the beers that we got. Right? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And- let's do it. And so I'm going to start off. I'll tell you the one I'm drinking right now. I cracked it open. It's from Garage Brewing Company in California, local beer here in LA. And it's a mango Hefeweizen mango wheat ale. That's my first one. Yeah. Yeah, That's not good. And the the picture looks pretty. Maybe we want to specify that a lot of these craft brews are are local. Uh, So some of you may not be able to get them. Yeah. Or you may be able to get them wherever you yeah, guys they, are at. Yeah, they might be able to get them. We got all these at BevMo. So That's right. Shouts out to BevMo, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And sh- a shout out to the person that worked there who asked what kind of podcast we had. He wrote it down. He said he's going to listen in. Fado. So, what was his name? Fado or Fido. It's P-H-E-D. Fido or Fado. Bless your heart. Yes. And thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate it. My second one is a Bear Republic Big Bear Black Stout. That's a California one. I am fucking. Yeah, this is nice. a Big Bear Brewery. That's definitely in the mountains. <laughs> And I'm worried about that one. I'm yeah, that's gonna definitely going to kill you. And the third one and last one, I have an all-day IPA. And I only strictly got it because the can looks fucking great. <laughs> and I'm fucked because I do not like IPAs. Nobody so, does. No. Nobody likes IPAs. Well, I don't know. I think I bet you Pappas likes IPAs. We're about to find out. He should go next. Mike, you go, you go next. What do you got? I, I actually really love IPAs, but I'm kind of particular about them. I'm a little bit of a snob because I think there's a there's a happy medium between bitterness and serenity, if you will. And sometimes when they're too hoppy, it's a little too bitter for me and it kind of kills the buzz, if you know what I mean. Yes. So tonight, 
I am drinking a Reb, a Voodoo Ranger IPA from New Belgium Brewing. It's about a 7% ABV. It's a small brewing company out of Colorado called New Belgium Brewing. Nice. And it is pretty good, man. It's, it's right on, it's right there on my palate, if you will. And the second one I've got is a Victory Golden Monkey Triple Spice Belgian Ale. Oh, shit. Which is, if you guys are familiar, I'm trying to put you on a palate right now. Have you ever had a Duvel or a Delirium? Yes, Delirium all day long. Okay. So it's a, it's, it's like a Delirium. It's got a little orange spice to it and it's about 2% higher on the ABV. Mm. It's called Victory Golden Monkey. They're out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And um, Victory on the East Coast has been taken off. They've got a bunch. They've got Devil Hops, if you're a real hoppy IPA guy. And, um, you know, this is not an IPA. This this one is a, a Belgium triple. They've got Belgium doubles, Belgium triples. And it's, it's phenomenal. I'm mostly, I mean, as you guys know from my Stella addiction, I'm a Belgium <laughs> type of guy. Okay. okay. I love Belgium beers. I like the Belgium golden ales. Their version of an IPA is the triple. So this is basically like a Belgium at that alcohol content, if you will. Okay. And the third gotcha. one I've got, I kept it simple, guys. I got before the season, I got a Stella Artois Cidre. Okay. So basically, I got a Stella cider. cider. You got a Stella right. cider. I, I had to bring Stella into yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, no okay. problem. So my question on the cider is it is it cider sweet or is it tart? What's up with that? It's sweet. It's it's in between sweet and tart. Oh, it's I'm not, not too alone, sweet. baby. Okay. I am not alone. I'm good. Yeah, it's it's not too sweet though. It's not like a um. What's the Angry Orchard's a little too sweet for me? Yeah. Oh, Are you guys familiar with that yes, one? Yes, very, absolutely. Very familiar. Yeah. No, this one's a little a little blander than that, but still has a sweet a sweet to it. I wouldn't say tart would be used in the words there. Okay. It's a um. It's a four point five ABV. Um. It's smooth. There's not a lot of bubble to it when it hits the mouth. It doesn't really. There's not a lot of froth either if you pour it in a glass. Nice. And um, if you're taking your girl out apple picking this season, Northern <laughs> California, Northeast United States, this is a great cider um, that you can find anywhere, actually. It's terrific. Very That's cool. amazing. I just looked at that black bear because I was looking at the alcohol content. I'm looking at 8.7 on this fucking thing. Yeah, uh, you got an oh, optimator. Nice. I'm fucked. Yeah, you're dead. Good dude. thing you ate that pasta. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, me- meatball Lorena made us some meatballs and pasta because she knew this was going to be a bad situation. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, so I am messing around with a Samuel Smith. Funny thing about craft beers, they always have these like weird titles or the the weird descriptions. Mm-hmm. This is a Samuel Smith's organic chocolate stout. You would get that. Well, Yo, that's heavy, dude. I love stouts. So Guinness is really? like my favorite like normal okay. beer to drink. So I anywhere we go, I'll get a Guinness. And most chocolate stouts really do mm-hmm. taste like the C's candy lollipops. So when you get the okay. seas, anybody goes to seas candies, and not only do they make the chocolates, obviously they make the dark chocolate. Yeah, the dark, so the dark oh. uh, lollipops. Yes. It tastes oh, just like I've those. I've had that before. So the dark, I get like, it. Yeah, it tastes just like that, but with a nice kick. And uh, as for con- uh, value, uh, content, it's five percent. I like my. I actually really like lambics. So for those of you who don't know, a lambic is basically a beer, but with a fruit juice. It's really so, good, actually. I really like those. I know uh, Lorena likes to make fun of me because they're really sweet and fruity. What, but what uh, if I may ask, not, not not to cut you off, what kind of fruit juice are we talking? More like a uh, orange juice? No, or... so like raspberries, strawberries, cherries. They have a peach. Lambic. Peach. Basically like, yeah, the, the tree fruits like that. Not not citrus oh, so much. So berry, mostly berries. Yes. Yeah, so my second okay. one is a Lindemann's Frambois, and that's a 
uh, Lambic, and it's uh, Belgium. They make them in Belgium only. Apparently, that's where they make them. Uh, it's Framboise stands for it's a raspberry uh, beer, basically, but it's extremely sweet. So it's got a nice little wine color to it. Uh, kind of foamy if you pour it the wrong way, but I that's my favorite actually. If I can find it anywhere, and then my third one, and uh, Sam Samuel Smith's is from England actually. Uh, Yorkshire, Yorkshire, maybe Yorkshire, it is. maybe it is his. Yeah, yeah, from North Yorkshire, and uh, I picked up a strawberry one also. Nice, you would. So strawberry fruity, it's just like your personality. Boo. It's a handcrafted fruit <laughs> ale. That's right. Go ahead, boo. Boo got Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller. Yes, uh, no, absolutely not. I would have to agree with Mike that I am a Belgian man. Not, not actually, nice. not actually by nationality, but I enjoy Belgian beers. So the one that I got is uh, from Lost Coast Brewery. In uh, Eureka, California, it's the Great White. It's uh, pretty tasty, actually. I, that's the first nice. one I cracked open, so it's good. And he's almost done with it. Yeah. So minutes. If you finish your beer, your beer, your beer. Yeah, yeah. you've been finishing your beer. You finish your beer. You gotta fucking. Your beer. You're, you're done, and you're opening the next one, and name the one that you're opening. Oh, okay. And we got to do a drinking game too. I don't know what. Well, Think of uh, something uh, hard. Go ahead, yes. Carlos. Uh, and then the next beer that I got is a St. Archer White Ale from uh, St. Archer Brewing Company. And this one is from uh, San Diego, California. And then the other one I got is a New Belgian Flat Tire or Fat Tire. And that was nice. also Belgian style. That Fat one's tire. in uh, yep. so Fort, that's, uh, the Fort Collins, Colorado. As Ranger. Oh, really? Uh, oh, okay. cool. Yeah. cool. I had the yeah. St. Archer. I had two of them last night. I went to a concert last night. I had that's two of them. Right, that yeah. was great. But I sh- by the way, shout out to Rashad. From Will Communications, mm-hmm. we went and saw Interpol together. <laughs> it was a great fucking night. All right, so we have stated all our beers. We're ready yep. for this, right? Yeah, we're sipping. Okay, so we're going to try to just do <laughs> our show, but <laughs> as we're doing our show, we're going to kind of like... Get inebriated. Get inebriated. But by the way, yeah. do you guys know the difference between what a Pilsner is and a lager? No. Anyone? I, I've heard uh, lager and I've heard Pilsner No, and, and sometimes they say Pilsner lager or yes. it's weird. Yeah. I, I think it may, it may be different parts of the world that kind of took that in okay. as their own, and they named it two different things. I'm well, guessing, well, because it's basically the same thing. If I if I would have to guess by taste, yeah. Well, lagers are beers made with bottom fermenting yeast. Ales okay. are beers made with top fermenting yeast. Pilsners are a style of lager made hoppy and light and clear, hopefully with a beautiful white head, using pilsner malt and usually noble hops. Love it. Uh, it has to do with the ingredients, beautiful then, basically. <laughs> yeah, beautiful white head, by the way. So, uh, I'm sorry. So, the, the Pilsner is the same as the lager, but it's more hoppy. Yes. So, Pilsner is a style of lager, but it's more light and clear and ho- and it has a beautiful white head. Okay, and so, it's it's lighter beer. Okay. Yes, lighter beer. Makes sense. That should be the yeast of your worries. And you know what? <laughs> yeast. Not a lot of people are even looking for that shit. They just go and grab beer. Yeah, no, for the most part. Unless people really get it. And there's some people who really, really get deep into their beers and their brews. And I never really knew it was like that. I always thought you just just drink beer. I I looked it up only because I'm doing the podcast, but I've been drinking all my life. Well, almost all my life. (laughs) And and, uh, it's an art, man. It is an an art to this shit. I've heard all this shit a thousand times and I I didn't know what I needed. Well, I think I found my niche. I love the Lambics and and they're very hard to find, though. That's the problem. Yeah. They're really not at most uh, places to get drunk at. Or drink. I've written it down. I'm very excited. I'll find it. Oh yeah, it. you should try Lambic. They're, they are really good. Mm-hmm. With with the new delivery services around the country, like it's really easy now to try different things from you know from an alcohol perspective. Like right. my girlfriend is in a wine club. 
Jenny's got wines from like, you know, from Napa to Sonoma back to Vermont. And for beer, you know, I mentioned like the, the monthly delivery service, but you can even go online and find the breweries themselves that'll deliver you in, in a decent amount of quantity, oh, yeah. which is Absolutely. amazing. Hey, have any of you guys been to Oktoberfest? No, in Germany or Amsterdam. That's funny you said that because because we were doing this, I looked up a bunch of stuff and I looked up videos of Oktoberfest and holy shit, man. I <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, my buddy's there right now and he was sending me pictures and not only does it look like heaven, but uh <laughs> yeah. the the size of the glasses. Oh, that massive. They, like you want to talk about like a Game of Thrones, World of Warcraft Stein? <laughs> I don't think it's a pint, man. I think it's like two pints. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. And, and the girls that bring it to you, they, they're like champs. Dude. Yeah, they have like 80 beers in each hand. Yeah. I, I saw one tent that had, looked like they had 50,000 people in it. Mm-hmm. And they were all getting hammered singing songs. I've done Oktoberfest here in Southern California in Long Beach. Uh, it's a place called Alpine Village that is known yes. for their, yeah. their Oktoberfest. And it was a blast. But this was like 20 times the, the size <laughs> of this thing. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, they. I mean, they invented that shit, man. They invented, you know, it. like that's where that started from. Yeah, it looks like a blast, dude. I want to go. I definitely. Want and uh, I guess these girls they leave their jobs in Vegas and they go to Germany for October. Yep. Um, and then they become the, the waitresses there, or the. Oh, I'm sorry, the beer wenches. Is that acceptable? I believe. Yes, if you're I'm, talking I'm about, sure you're allowed to say that. You're allowed to say beer wench in October. Yes, even though yeah. Disneyland did take the. Beer wench part, the wench part out of Pirates Caribbean recently, because there's, uh, there's a part that says something about a wench. wench show yeah. him your lardy side, and she turns around, and shows him her ass. They, they take, <laughs> oh, I remember oh, that. You remember oh. that? Yeah, they took that out. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's listen to Josh Nelson's fantastic email voicemail about beer. He just dropped some beer knowledge. Nice. He knows his shit. Nice timing. Nice. Yeah. So let's uh, let's listen to it. Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit. I don't know the rest because it's in German. Da, 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 da. Oh, that song is fantastic. What's up, Sudheads? Get it? Because Suds has got beer in it. Look, I've, I've, I've had to record this several times because they've all been too long. A cut to the chase. Oktoberfest is one of my favorite uh, German holidays, uh, Bavarian holidays in Munich. It's steeped in tradition. It uh, started as a royal wedding uh, in the kingdom of, of Bavaria. And uh, Munich is one of my favorite European cities. In fact, I took my my uh, my now wife, but at that time, my girlfriend and I proposed to her in uh, a city park in Munich. We went to Oktoberfest. I highly recommend anybody who's into beer or anybody who's into world travel to go to Oktoberfest. It's a fucking party. They've got giant fucking uh, all of the breweries. There's six large breweries in Munich right now. There used to be a lot more. Um, and most of them uh, started as uh, monks uh, that brewed beer. Some of them were brothers. Um, some of them were part of the royal family at one point. Um, but they've all been they've all been brewing beer for for you know year, hundreds of years. And anyway, so they, they have these giant tents now. Uh, it's a huge festival. They have uh, sprawling grounds. They got carnival rides. Um, 
chickens, fucking uh, giant sausages and pretzels and Wiener schnitzel and the, the, the lines for the bathrooms are fucking insane and they got oompa bands. It's, it's fucking great. I'm a huge nerd for this shit. Uh, German style in particular is my favorite um, and I love the, the fact that they have to brew in accordance to the Reigenspot, which is the, uh, you know, the Bavarian purity law, um, which states they can only brew beer with four ingredients, water, grains, um, or water, uh, malt, yeast, and hops. Um, and, and so the, in the styles of German beer, typically always very refreshing. Um, their, their flavor profiles are very malty, very toasty, very sweet. And I, I really dig them. Um, so what is your favorite style of beer in, in the, uh, you know, in celebration of Oktoberfest? Like mine is the Marzen, which is the primary, um, beer served at Oktoberfest. It's a, it's a Marzen lager. Um, but what is your favorite style or something that you've been drinking a lot of? Um, you know, and, and I guess, you know, as far as American craft beer goes, what's your opinion on it currently? It seems to be kind of in a decline. There's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of weird politics, um, at play. And, and obviously the, uh, the Anheuser Busch or the AB InBev company or corporation is buying out all these small craft beers, um, or breweries. So anyway, in the spirit of, of, uh, of, of, uh, Oktoberfest, Prost, and, uh, have a wonderful fucking evening. And as always, love the fucking podcast. Keep up the amazing work and, uh, get out there and homebrew guys. Go out there and brew your own beer. It's fantastic. It's cheap. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so I would recommend that. All right. Take care. Josh, thank you for fucking dropping that knowledge. That was epic. Thank you for all that information. Uh, you definitely got to come on uh, second annual beer fucking fest mm-hmm. and talk. Maybe we just create us. our own beer fest yeah. and just By the do way, it. it yeah, yeah exactly. Annual. By the way, Pappas, now that you're in the first one, you know you have to come to the second one now. Yes. Yeah, I'm in. You're locked okay. in, dude. You're locked in. Doesn't locked matter. Locked in, bro. Locked and rolled in. I- I'm locked in every year till we're old. Yeah. <laughs> promises, <laughs> baby. still be doing this in some type of crazy futuristic fashion. Exactly. Well, so be holograms so, doing it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> So what Josh was saying, so Mike, what's your favorite type of Carlos beer? just cracked his third. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm a, Belgium, uh, a Belgian blonde type of guy usually. Okay. Um, it's just something about the crispiness to the beer, and it's kind of all more on the sweet side, less bitter side. But it still takes me like only three to kind of really get get a buzz going. Um, it goes down smooth. I don't get heartburn. In my older age, in my 30s, I don't get any type of acid reflux, <laughs> which actually happens with a lot of beers, believe it or not. Um, and I guess I, I got acquainted to Belgium's because here in Queens, we have one of the most, um, historic beer gardens called the Bohemian Beer Garden in Astoria, Queens. And they always favored Belgium's. And I started going there when I was about 18 years old and I got acquainted to the, the Duvels and obviously Stella, um, and beers uh, of that nature. And also I took a trip to Brussels in 2006 oh. and, um, my best friend since kindergarten, Kurt Nickel, and I um, got acquainted to a lot of the more local independent beers there. It was a long time ago, but it was some of the best beer I've ever had. It was frothy, out of the tap, and um, smooth and just so good and rich of a beer. Not too hoppy is is my taste. Believe it or not, Araj, like I enjoy an IPA, but they're not my favorite. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're rough for me, man. I, I can't I can't handle it. No way. I can do one. Very rough. uh, Enthusiasts and they just drink IPAs and they swear by them. For me, it's it's a bit too heavy, a bit too bitter. 
and I can't enjoy the, the purpose for me of drinking beer with my buddies is to consistently drink for, um, a large amount of hours in a social environment and I can keep drinking that. Um, you know, obviously liquor, you, you're not able to do that because you get fucking ossified very quickly. And I find that like drinking IPAs, I get drunk way too quick is my point. I agree. Way Some, too quick. It's something about craft beer that I get drunk really quick too, as you can It's, or, it's organic. Well, yeah, there's nothing yeah, that alcohol to that bloodstream. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about what, what Josh was saying about the craft beers in the United States and the, being taken over by these big corporations now? Right, you you got to look at that in any industry, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm, I'm going to compare this to something I'm into right now. So uh, um, I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. I used to smoke two packs a day and I started vaping um, electronic cigarettes. Oh, yes. And in the past two or three years, I'm watching big tobacco eat up a lot of these smaller vape companies that have created really, really good trendy juices, um, e-juice as it's called. Yes. Like, like Marlboro and the company that owns Camel Newport. And they're basically buying these smaller companies because that's what people are buying. So you can relate that back to beer, right? Um, but the Budweiser's of the world, the Heineken's of the world. They're going to pay attention to the smaller guys doing unique things in the space and taking some of the market share. And it's, it's really like any corporation in existence, right? Like they're, they're just kind of eating up the new thing that's going to take over their business. And from the, the manufacturer, the, the independent craft beer manufacturer's perspective, that's their goal, right? They want to be multimillionaires. They want to mm-hmm. sell this. So in a way, I'm all for it. But in a way, it sucks because sometimes you lose the originality of it. You lose um, the quality because it gets mass produced. It doesn't get made in the in the way that craft beer is supposed to be made, which is by hand, I guess, if you will. Right. Um, but it's just it's just how life works, man. It's, it it's is. Bound. If you, if you have a great product, somebody's going to buy it, and then eventually it'll turn to shit, and then someone else will come along and make something better. Yep. It's the way that life works. It is capitalism. That's that's the way that's the way it works. Pretty you much, make something yeah. that's successful, it's gonna take it. Take, no, and, and if they over. want it bad enough, they will find a way to take it from you. Yep. So yeah, it's, right, it, right. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Like either way. Palpatine, Palpatine did that shit. <laughs> Palpatine <laughs> did that shit. <laughs> yeah, Palpatine ate, ate up the galaxy, man. So what? What's your favorite, Araj? Uh Hefs. I love Hefs. Dude. Okay, what about you, Carlos? Ooh, I love well, Hefs. I, my favorite are just too hard to get. Most places, and I like lambics. You so. like lambics, yeah. All right, that's cool. mean. Difficult, <laughs> yeah. You're being difficult. All right, are we ready to get into some geekdom? Yeah, well, let's we, do it. sorry I, for the, I, no, no, I, no, I, no, I, no, no. This no, is great, no. man. This is great, and I'm almost finished with my mango half of eisen. My I'm done with the uh, with the voodoo. So are you okay? Is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this one, and I'm gonna open up my all day IPA. Nice. Here we go. So there was some movies that came out this mm-hmm. weekend. There's one that I really want to see that I haven't got some really good Rotten Tomato score, but Lego Lego Ninjago. N- you no, know, not that one. <laughs> but thank you. But it was American Made. Oh, that's right, the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, and it's getting pretty good reviews, mm-hmm. and it made seventeen point three million dollars. That came that's in th- second. Can I just say that's low for a Tom Cruise movie? Yeah, oh, it is low. It is low. Every every probably one of his lowest in the past five years. Yes, or six. Yes, it is rated R though. Correct. It is rated R, and the subject matter is you know a little bit you know different. But yeah. 
we're going to get into some that subject matter in a second, but this is the craziest thing. All three movies made around the same amount of money. Mm. So it was number one again. It, okay. So it jumped made, over. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. Kingsman was number one last week. It mm-hmm. was second and then jumped back to number one this mm. week with 17.6. And then American Made was 17.3. And then Kingsman 2, 17. Ah. So there's your top three. Huh. So it is still killing it. Yeah. Which is great. Wow. Yeah. How many weeks in a row is that, guys? Well, they got three weeks in a row. And then they lost it last week to Kingsman. So they now they're back. four out of five weeks, looks like. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I haven't seen a, a horror franchise success, I'd say, since Saw like yeah. that. Yes. Like on the opening. Saw was probably the last one to hit those kind of numbers on release. I could be wrong, but I'm definitely close. Paranormal yeah. Activity, I think, uh, I think had a had a couple big weekends. Oh, Paranormal like, did, yeah. For their like, oh, Paranormal first, was first and saw, third sequel, right. yeah, yeah. Paranormal did, so yeah, no, it, it's doing really well. So, and okay. you know, there's another horror movie that's coming out called The Snowman. The oh, with uh, is it called The Snowman yeah. with Fassbender? Mm-hmm. That looks fucking freaky, dude. It does. It does. Ooh. They haven't released a lot of footage yet, though. I mean, no. the trailer is like it's a it's you get a little taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's like right. the trailer freaked me out because at the end of it, there's a guy on a couch and he turns his head and it's a pig head. I was like, fuck that, dude, yeah. fuck that. But it's, that I, that I heard it's like a, it's a book that's been you know mm-hmm. critically acclaimed and, and everybody's talking about how great the book is. So hopefully it transitions to film. Well, Fastbender is great. Yeah, he is. All right, so there's your top three. And speaking of the subject matter of American Made, I just finished Narco season three. Hijo de puta. Hijo de puta. You can whisper it. Hijo de puta. You can see it really angry. Hijo de puta. See it in action. If you want to learn Spanish, the most important thing is knowing how to curse properly. Jesus. Have you seen any of the seasons there? Uh, I, I saw the first season. Okay. I The only reason I stopped is because just, you, you know, you get in that situation where the new season comes out, you're distracted. Right. You keep telling yourself you're going to watch it and you never get to it. So yes. I got to catch up. So season two is fantastic it as is. well. Uh, let me just tell you, I love season three better than the first two seasons only because you, you know what's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. Escobar in the first two. Yep. And this one, I had no clue what happens to the Rodriguez brothers. Cocaine cartels are about succession. While the whole world was focused on Escobar, Cali became the biggest cocaine cartel in history. But to pretend that these guys weren't just as evil as the guy that came before them. That's a mistake. So seeing that all play out, was it was great. It was unbelievable. It was. Uh, I know you, Boo. You you saw it, right? Oh yeah, I already finished. You, it. you loved it. Oh yeah, it was great. I I do not think that it was better than the other two, though. Okay. I thought that it was. Yeah. Although that the the Cali cartel were good villains, I just thought that Pablo Escobar being the central villain was better for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, he's such a big figurehead. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I I I love the whole suspense in this one. It was yeah. like my heart was beating. Some of those mm-hmm. episodes, it was it was unbelievable. Yeah. And how how that shit went down mm-hmm. like mike when you're watching it and you watch season two, even season two when you realize how that shit goes down every day and you have yep. cia agents and dea agents that Everywhere. put their lives on the line it's crazy mm-hmm. it's it is insane. crazy it's fucking crazy i i don't 
and bringing it back to reality for a second, I don't think that happens as much today as much as it did in the 80s like it did. Yeah. You know, I think today is more through computers and cyber tracking and just kind of like raiding upon people's homes, things like this. Like they didn't have the technology. So to see these guys in the dirt, like that far deep going on the street and getting involved. Now, again, I haven't seen the first two seasons, but um, the first season was amazing. And I can only imagine like, what you're talking about in terms of like what these guys oh, yeah. really did. Here's a horrible thing that actually happened. There's going to be a season four mm-hmm. and it's going to focus on Juarez and it's going to focus on the Mexican cartels. Unfortunately, a Netflix scout went out, location scout went out to Juarez and they fucking, they fucking shot his car up, killed mm-hmm. him. That's the craziest thing I've heard in a long time. You I heard about that. this? Yeah. I cannot believe that that was a reality. Yeah. I couldn't believe it either. Pick another spot other than Juarez. Make it look like Juarez. You don't need to go Get to New Juarez. Mexico, guys. Go to New so Mexico. You're, you're talking about CIA guys going deep, that deep and, and getting that gritty and getting themselves killed. Now you've got Hollywood going yeah. to on-location reality right. to film this shit getting killed. Now you have Netflix scouts going out and putting their lives on the mm-hmm. line to just figure out where they want to film things. It's crazy. Dude, Mexico is fucked. Not to digress too much, but Mexico is fucked up. Oh, I will not go there for a while, man. It is a narco state. We, we were in Cancun for a bachelor party, me and Boo, recently, mm-hmm. and we didn't see anything go down. It was crazy. I mean, there was drugs. I got asked about three or four times from the same guy for some weird reason if I wanted <laughs> really to coke. Wanted to give you and I was drugs. like, no, I'm good right now, buddy. I'm good. But he kept coming up to me. But other parts of Mexico, we have a lot of friends that have families down there, and shit's going down, like Juarez, mm-hmm. Michoacan. Shit is going down over there. It is not safe to be in certain spots yeah. over there. A buddy of mine um, went on his honeymoon. They went to um, La Pl- uh, Playa Carmen. Am I saying it right? Yeah, Carmen. Playa, 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 yeah, Playa de Carmen. Playa de Carmen, right? And his wife got sick from just drinking at the uh, swim-up bar in the pool. I'm not going to mention the hotel, but they uh, she got sick. And then when they got home a week later, there was reports that all the alcohol at the strip in Playa de Carmen was tainted. Yes. Basically, fake alcohol. Yeah, we got the the week before we went to Cancun, we got a warning from the State Department to be careful with the alcohol in Cancun and Playa de Carmen. Playa de Carmen and Cancun are about 25 minutes away from each other. And what they were doing is they're putting fake methanol alcohol into their drinks in some hotels. Yeah, it's cutting what it. What the you know. fuck, Yeah, it is fucking crazy. And people were passing out in two feet of water and dying and drowning with their face first in water. It just, yeah, it was crazy. You just have to be very careful. Make sure you go to a legitimate hotel that you can kind of trust if you are going down. There's still yeah, a beautiful I mean, it's country. still a beautiful it's still country. We have friends that go all the time. We have a friend that's in Oaxaca right now, and they're to, you know doing the the pyramids and oh, it's just hanging out and mm-hmm. taking all these awesome pictures. Right. But yeah, you can't go mess around too much in any foreign country that you don't right. know. Yeah. You end up getting jacked up. So yeah, it's you just got to be careful wherever you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Mexico. I've been there multiple times. And I can't, when I cannot wait to go back, but I, I do believe that like there needs to be a little bit more enforcement and, and, and responsibility on, on that front for that country to, to really thrive again. Well, it's becoming, it's, it's becoming a narco nation. Yeah, Not, it yeah, it is. It is. Uh, they're running shit, shit down. There. And, and honestly, the way the, the relationship that Trump is creating and not, I'm not getting into politics. I'm just yeah. saying like our no, relationship okay. has. Our relationship has never been worse right? Mm-hmm. because of this. And it's because of that, without our assistance and our 
um, better relationship with the country, it's it's not a good thing, man. Like he's he's making all the wrong decisions there. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'm opening up my all day IPA. Oh, sounds good. And, and I've already moved on to the chocolate. Have you? You're yes. supposed to say it out loud. Jerk I was face. about to, but we started going on and on. We're talking about serious issues. <laughs> all right. Here's a crazy thing. I read that Tim Miller has left Deadpool too. The director of Deadpool One mm-hmm. said, "I'm out," and he was on. They interviewed him on a variety. Of the, uh, well, Variety had his story the other day. I don't know who exactly interviewed him, but he says what he said. He said, "I felt like there was more stories to tell there, but I'm happy that somebody else is telling them." And I've got to tell you, there was a sense of relief in that. I got to do something new versus Deadpool Two. I think it would have been a great movie, but it was also going to be a continuation of what we have done. This really gave me a chance to do something new. The reason I want to point this out is his new film that he's doing that's so original. Care Bears. Is Terminator 6. 3. You walked away from it's Deadpool. Six. Fuck that. It's you, Terminator 6. You walked six. away from Deadpool. Terminator 6, Terminator. man. Yeah, it's not fucking 3 just because James Cameron tells you it's 3. <laughs> Fuck him. Crazy, man. Fuck that. Linda dude. Hamilton's coming back as Terminator 3. Yeah, so you know what happened? James Cameron took him out to the Ivy over in Beverly Hills and sat him down to his son. I'm James Cameron. Basically. Trust me. That's yeah. right. And the guy's looking at James Cameron. And he's like, I'll do whatever you say. And that's, <laughs> that's it. That's true. Yeah. I like the Ivy reference there, Davis. That was, yeah. that was really I watched good. a lot of TMZ back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> How does he know about the Ivy? That's sick. I used to I, – I, my favorite clip is Keanu Reeves after like Matrix Reloaded and he's outside the Ivy like doing karate chops. Oh, I'll send God. you guys the video. It's great. The Ivy is great. It's a great place. It's a very cool place. You never know it. It's, you just walk right by. You never know it's fucking. That's bad. right. That's the best yeah. way. That's just hole in the wall. Now, now, now. Let me let me play devil's advocate. Right. What if Timmy read a script, a, a base script from James Cameron, and was like, "Holy fucking shit! You're changing the game. I want to do this. I need to do this." Instead of just like, um, just progressing Deadpool's adventures in Deadpool Two. Right. Like he's looking at it like, "Oh, we could do something innovative, something out of the box that hasn't been done before." type of thing you know it's very possible just yeah just to play devil's advocate like like remember when we made you know the liquid terminator and in t2 like we're gonna do that version 2017 like cameron probably sold it through to him and he's like how am i gonna turn this down like terminator 2 changed movie making movie making in the 90s before phantom menace so yeah in his mind he's like how do i say no yeah Mm -hmm. He probably told him, I'm going to make a Terminator. <laughs> this is totally the beard talking right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a Terminator made strictly a jizz. What does that look like? That stain. Uh, I don't know. Cinnamon roll. The cinnamon roll. The cinnamon, the, the roll of the cinnamon. That looks like a uh, jizz. Eastern European jizz. And we're going to make it work. <laughs> it's a jizz Terminator. Oh, so we're going to go Terminator. into fucking oh, Vivid Jesus. Studios when they're filming like the oh, gangbang. It's going to be God. right. Uh, Mia, Mia Khalifa is going to get gangbanged oh, and we're going in. And, like, and, then, and then when Arnold comes in, somehow Sarah Connor's there and we run through the valley and we're Vivid Studios. And then for some reason, Skynet picks the jizz on the floor. Oh, and then it's a giant jizz monster. Oh, man. <laughs> Just went we started. Oh, from zero to this fucking is, uh, hundred, dude. This is the beer talking. We're thirty-six that was minutes zero to in. One beer dude. in, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. One. Is, we I'm, have I'm actually two. Real total fucking of quick. Three to go. Everybody is a total of three to go. We're one beer in. Holy. I, know, I was drinking before. I drank. Me and you drink. Before. So I have to okay, ask you yeah, a quick so question, yeah. Araj. Yeah. You've moved on to your second beer. What's the flavor this profile one? of the beer? Um, Eastern European jizz. 
if you can put death in a fucking tin can, I'm drinking it right now. I'm not an IPA fan, and it's fucking hardcore. And uh, it's a fair taste, man. You get used oh, to it. No, yeah. dude. I, I got a question for you. When you first tried out beer for the very first time, I always tell this to to people. When you first drink beer, it's not like it tastes good, right? You no. never you never have your first beer and go, "Oh man, that fucking satisfied my quench." You know why? Why? Because as fourteen and fifteen year olds, we're drinking the cheapest <laughs> shit. I was drinking Zima, drinking, dude. What are you talking about? I was drinking Miller High Life 40 ounce at 14 oh, years old. It was the worst hangover I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, oh, no. that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right because our, we were so young. Yeah, I think I had my first beer at 15, maybe 16. Uh, yeah. Can you remember your first hangover? I can. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can remember it. It was, Sadly, off, of, yes. it was off of Zima. You remember that fucking piece of oh, shit? Yeah, 1996, baby. Yeah, fucking Zima. And I woke up and I thought I had the flu. I didn't know what that feeling was. <laughs> I was like, why, do I, why did I get sick? I had nothing. I wasn't feeling like I was getting sick. Uh, yes, telegram for hungover. Yes, I, I'll sign for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, boy. But <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, uh, the first <sighs> beer I ever drank was uh, Old English. Oh, <laughs> sweet Jesus. That was the second. A Deuce Deuce. It's a 22 ounce. Two twenty-two is one forty. Same difference. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Fuck that. Boo. Do you remember your first beer? Uh, not exactly what it was. It must have been something, something normal, a Bud Light or Coors or something like that. I'm gonna say it was Bud Light. Yeah, whatever. Your pops likes Bud Light a lot. Yeah. It it was sure as I wasn't like a. I wish it was like a a Stella or like even Tecate would have been okay, but no, it wasn't anything special. Well, yeah. Well, at least it wasn't Zima. Yeah. Fucking fucking embarrassing. So the third week party weekend of freshman year in high school, you know what my beer was? Mm. Colt Forty Five. Oh. Billy D. Williams talks about the power of Colt Forty Five. You know, I, uh, I've always heard about the power of Colt 45, but I was never sure exactly what that meant. So I got something, found out for myself. Hey, Billy, you free tonight? Works every time. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. That's I used good. to drink a lot of malt liquor when I was younger, when I first started drinking. It was all Old English, Mickey's. Was it Zima malt liquor? Uh, it was, it like was more like uh, no, it was like I'm just trying to make it was like your Smirnoff ice, <laughs> ice kind of deal. No, man. it wasn't that so before that. Yeah, calm, hey, hey, relax. All right, let's, let, this is a good segue because we're talking about Jizz and James Cameron. Oh, sweet Jesus! And let's talk about how he just can't control himself. He's doubling down on what he said about Wonder Woman. You know, even wow. though he got all that backlash, the balls. Yeah, this is this is what he had to say. He sat down with Collider, I believe. He said, "Yes, uh, this is what he said." I'll stand by what I said. I mean, she was Miss Israel, and she's wearing a kind of bustier costume that was very form-fitting. She's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. To me, that's not breaking ground. They had Raquel Welch doing stuff like that in the 60s. It was all in a context of talking about why Sarah Connor, what Linda created in 1991, if not ahead of its time, at least breakthrough in its time. I don't think it was really ahead of its time because we're still not giving women these types of roles. So, hmm. he just can't control himself. He's saying, well, I, I, I kind of understand what he's saying. He's this saying, is what he should have said first, to be This honest. is what he should have said first. Yeah. Yes, this is what he should have said first. Because this, this doesn't cause that much backlash because he's explaining himself and it's not and it's not. Yeah, but I don't think her being Miss Israel and wearing the kind of Bustay costume, um, it, that costume could have been a lot worse. Yes. Just look at the comics mm-hmm. and look at the panels yeah. in the last 10 years of Wonder Ooh. Woman. Yeah, this costume could have been totally 
Oh, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. And when when he brings up Raquel Welch, Raquel Welch is one of the biggest sex symbols ever, uh, ever, right? Mm-hmm. Damn straight, right? <laughs> but but I don't remember. I haven't seen every Raquel Welch film, mm-hmm. but her her movies, she wasn't like kicking everybody's ass, and she wasn't standing up for the same things that Wonder Woman was standing mm-hmm. up for in this last film. So I think it's a little off base. I think he gets just so jealous that he can't control himself. What do you think about this, Paps? This makes no sense to me. It's he sounds like a fucking moron, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, any superhero, any iconic American idol or icon that we've created through fiction and through storytelling, always has a persona of tights or like uh, strength. And obviously, a woman of strength is going to be fit, is going to be attractive, is going to be someone with style and sass and charisma and beauty right right and what he's basically saying is like oh you're just portraying a woman to be a stereotype like every other female in any other uh female leading role which is bullshit because he's trying to sell through the fact that like tomboys can still be heroines which we all already know and what i said to araj today earlier is that he's already starting the marketing for terminator 6 he's already saying that like Beauty is not the only thing that women represent. Women represent a lot more than beauty. They don't have to look like a fashion model or the cover of a magazine. Now, with that said, we don't want our Superman to look gritty and dirty and look like shit. We want him to be in his tights, in his blue, red, and yellow, and looking fly, right? Right. The same thing for Wonder Woman. The same thing we want for, hopefully, I don't know, we'll get a good Catwoman one day, not Holly Berry. But he's just trying to sell through the fact that, like, his version of the superhero heroine is a nitty-gritty tomboy who knows how to load a fucking sawed-off shotgun. Like, right? he's just trying to find an angle to bring Buzz to Terminator 6 because the last Terminator movie, Genesis, was such a flop. And he's been given a shit-fuck ton of money to rejuvenate the franchise that he's trying to find an angle. But I think it's nonsense. What I think, what I think he's fucking doing, I think he feels like he should have got credit for advancing female roles with Linda Hamilton, which, which Linda Hamilton's role was amazing and mm-hmm. she was great. But you don't have, you, you can be beautiful and smart and strong at the same time, mm-hmm. just as you can be not beautiful, mm-hmm. smart and strong. You, you know what I mean? You don't have to look like Gal Gadot no. to be a strong willed, smart woman, but He's trying to start a battle where there shouldn't be a battle, right? Like, yes, and then exactly. if you want credit, then can we say why not Ridley Scott for putting Sigourney Weaver there first? Sure, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Sigourney Weaver was a badass before Linda right. Hamilton. So now what? Like, it, and, and and you don't see Ridley Scott going, "Hey, hey over here, look at me, look what over I here, yeah. over here." No, yeah. he just keeps on dropping bombs mm-hmm. and people going, "You know what? I love Blade Runner. I loved Alien." I love this. I love that. And it just, exactly, it just yeah. goes, man. He fucking did it with Sigourney Weaver way yes. before. So, and, and I love Alien Covenant, despite what the fucking critics say. Yeah, that shit yeah. was awesome. We did, too. I, yes. yeah. I really like it. So we don't see him over there whining and saying, mm-hmm. you know, back in my day, or let's do this, or let's do that, or exactly. any of that crap. He's just trying to I'll, make he's just trying to make a, a battle or draw battle lines I'll tell where you they why, shouldn't be drawn. James Cameron's been trying to reprove himself for a long time after Avatar. Okay, and he hasn't been able to do so, and he feels like his ego's been hurt. That's what I think. I agree, hundred percent with you, bud. 
He just can't he can't control himself. He, he wanted Avatar Land at Disney way before Star Wars Land was even in the picture. And he's way behind. Oh. And he's got four more avatars coming out. Nobody gives a shit. There's no hype about it. And he's he's I'll be honest with, with you guys, you know what he needs to do and sorry to cut you off, Farage, but no, no, no. he needs to forget about the first movie and take Avatar and not focus on that race and that planet and that storyline, but make it a universe. If he wants to even mm-hmm. try to compete. Yeah. You're right. You have to expand. Yeah, you have to get off that planet. Forget Sam Worthington. Forget Sigourney Weaver. Forget that storyline. Like, put that storyline as, like, a Star Wars anthology movie. Have that be his first. That's an anthology movie of my universe. But I don't even think he's as smart as I am. I, I, I should be directing that shit. You should be. You should be. No, I shouldn't. You would I'm have Pop, Papa, Smurf fuck, Papa Smurf fucking some other fucking I just, shenanigan. I'm sorry. I just popped my Stella Cider, so I'm on my third now. Okay. Oh, oh you're already on your third year? Oh. Yeah, but guys, don't keep up with me. I'm not human. We're not just shooting. <laughs> Everybody We're chug. Trying to just Everybody chug right now. in our own lane. No, I'm not, not chugging that. I got a fucking IPA. I'm I'm fucking oh, that's a lot of beer to chug. Fuck that. Kidding. Hey, by the way, let's good segue because let's talk a little Blade Runner. That's Blade Runner is right. coming out. Oh yeah, next week. It, well, if you're listening to this, to this podcast, it's coming out the week that you're listening to this, and I am so fucking excited. The reviews are amazing. Yes, nice. Ha- Did anybody a- see the uh, the anime that was exclusively released on Crunchyroll as a prequel to 2049? No, 2022, right? Oh, or and I'm gonna have to go do that. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys gotta do it. It's really it cool. Really cool. It's it's the start of the rebellion of the human supremacy against the replicants, and then there's an EMP attack, and you see what happens. Oh shit! And I know that there's a little standalone short film that has to do with Batista's character Mm. in the film that was out that Ridley Scott did. Yeah, yeah. But the reviews are have been amazing. It's got a ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes as of right now, which is stellar. Um, not that Ron Tomato always gets it right, but it's not a bad, you know. No, not a bad stepping off point. Exactly. And the critics are saying this might be one of the best science fiction films um, in the last 10 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, so Polygon said it's Oscar worthy. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a gaming website, but they still said that. I mean, yeah. that's pretty amazing. That's fucking amazing. I can't wait. So um, is this because of – I don't think we – I remember we talked about it in the past that uh, Ryan Gosling doesn't look like your normal – whiskey drinking gumshoe detective trench coat guy he's very dreamy yes <laughs> yeah but you know what harrison was too and he he evolved himself into what he is and what what we know him as so i think actors okay. like ryan can choose to take on that path in his acting career and find depth and find range and i think he's one of the guys who can get out of that um stereotype if you will i really believe that okay. i hope so i, I, I hope so too i, I like him I, I have no qualms with, with Ryan Gosling. I think he's cool. I just watched him on Saturday Night Live this last weekend, and he killed it. He was hilarious, and he couldn't control himself. And there's nothing better than watching Saturday Night Live when they the, break. When they break, oh, and so he good. he breaks throughout the entire show. That's so funny. He can't control <laughs> himself, yeah. and it, it, it's it's right. fantastic. But yeah, so I can't wait to see this. I'm going to see this this week. I'm going to actually watch the first one again, and then watch it and yeah, watch I this one. Watch the first one before. So wait. So there's three different versions of the first one now that's out. Yes, there is. There's so the there's one. There's a director's cut, and then the third one is the ultimate cut. The ultimate cut or something. Yeah. 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 It's so like if you ask movie. Ridley, I believe if you ask Ridley which one to watch, he will tell you the director's cut, the yes. middle. Yes, he wants you to watch so that you, one. He loves that one. You don't want to watch the ultimate. You want to watch the directors, and if you watch the directors, it'll be 
as close to canon as you can to 2049, from what I'm told. Mm, okay. Wow. Okay. Okay, director's cut. Yeah, director's cut. Right. We got to do it this week. Yes, right before we watch it. We'll watch it here in the game room. That's homework, you know. Yeah, it is homework. I love Not it. bad assignment either. No. Not a bad assignment, guys. No, we got to take notes, though. But another great segue. We're full of segues tonight. Look I love that. it. Is it the beer or what? Maybe but, like, you got the paps on, bro. Yeah, that's right. what it it's is. The show the paps. Smoother, yeah. You know, paps, paps actually brought the segue up because he talked about Crunchyroll and anime. Let's talk about J.J. Abrams' new project. That's right. Dang. Les, I want your input on this one. YouTube paps and YouTube boo because I'm not a huge anime guy, but J.J. Abrams and Paramount Pictures are doing a live action version of the Makoto Shinakai animation anime your name have you heard of that okay i've been hearing about this i think yep tracy tracy gardner tracy gardner said she watches of that. rebel girls make she, yes that's right she did say that yeah um oh she did when she i was have here. She no oh, clue what shit. it is i i heard it's okay. supposed to be slice of well, life or well, something i will like fucking that. tell you right now the hollywood reporter early in the week uh, reported that paramount picture bad robots announced they would ha- have won the rights to adapt the hit chinese film your name for the big screen the two companies will work with the Japan-based Toko Company, LTD, the producers of the acclaimed original animated film, to develop a live-action take on the story that has captivated audiences around the world over since 2016. Your name follows a young girl and boy who eventually discover that they can swap bodies. It's a lot more complicated than that, but delving any deeper into the plot might find us venturing into spoiler territory. Okay. Released in 2016 and created by Makado Shinkai, it, it quickly took over Japan and the worldwide box office. So a girl and a dude, they switch bodies and they figure out what type of magic they can get find. into. It's like Freaky Friday. Yep. I love it. <laughs> so they can but switch like bodies anime. at they can switch <laughs> yeah. bodies at will at any time. At, at any time. time. Wow. Here's a fucking But I believe question. like they're like in sync. Like she can be somewhere else, he can be somewhere else, and they can communicate. Like let's switch. Oh, that'd be great. That's actually a pretty cool premise, dude. Yeah. That, yeah, you can get in a, get out of a lot of trouble or get into a lot of but trouble it, like but that. like from the from the shots, I haven't seen the anime, but from the um the screenshots I've seen of it, it there is fantasy involved. So it's not in the like the the world as we know it. It's more like there's monsters involved and shit like that. There's shit going on. So, oh, that's great, which, man. Well, JJ is going to produce it with the original producer of the the actual anime, and the writer of Arrival, Eric Heisenser, will write the screenplay. Mm. Well, you said a very important was. word in there. What's that? When you said that, it's a take on this anime. So they're not yes. going to try to make it shot for shot. They're going to do a take on it. That means they're going to. Use the source material and expand and make something either in that can go with it. Basically, there's no room. There's no uh, they can they can play around with this and not make too yeah. many mistakes. Very cool. And I trust JJ. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys. How is JJ this expendable to be able to take on these types of projects when he's probably tasked with the biggest project he's right. been tasked since 2014? Since 2013. The yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, how is he going to do this? And they're probably not going to ask him to direct. I wouldn't think because his his time is going to be all taken up with episode nine. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, that's for damn sure. That's a good question, Mike. I, I don't know about that, but if he's going to produce and Bad Robots going to be a part of this, I definitely trust it. Mm-hmm. It should be fun. Yeah, it should be great. All right, yeah. everybody. Crunch Crunch is on his third one. What are you? What are you? This I'm is the Samuel Smith IPA. Strawberry. 
Samuel Smith's strawberry. It's an organic strawberry ale. I would drink that, but nice. I've been told I'm sweet enough. <laughs> I, for, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot to say my second that. beer. I've already been on my second one. I'm on the uh, the St. Archer oh, White Ale. Okay. Already. It's good, isn't it? It is very I told you. good. Well, this is I'm so happy deep. tonight. It's Sunday, and we don't have to work tomorrow. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad me and Les have to go work with kids at 8.30 Shit. in the morning. But that's, that's oh, okay. I'm going to be very, very coarse. No, I'm joking. Yeah. And here's a question for you guys. Mike, if you had a chance, and I'll ask you, Les and Boo, in a second, to switch bodies with somebody <laughs> for a day, who would it be? Donald Trump. Oh, so you would right every wrong. I That's... changed the world. Yeah. Change I changed the world for 24 hours. Right. That's a good answer, bro. I'd call a press conference, and I'd start making out with a dude. <laughs> that's, that's it done the world's changed uh, you know what and I, yeah yeah <laughs> that would be amazing and bring up my uh my gay best friend ray green and me and ray would make out and then the world would change because then the next day donald would be like no i didn't and then everyone would be like yeah you did and then uh, yeah. that's Here's it and you're on video buddy yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, can can uh, can That's fantastic. That. Go ahead, Boo. Who'd well, you... the one that initially popped in my head would be uh, Scarlett Johansson. Well, looks like the good Lord just sent me a conversation starter. Wait, wait, you would you want to be in Scarlett? Oh, that's right. you, sir. Hey, you asked, and that's that the is, first thing that, that popped in the most perverted. Instantly, just boom. And Scarlett Johansson. I was like, that's what's got to be. That Please. can be taken in a bunch of different Females directions out there, too. Please reflect that he's been drinking. Yeah, but that can be taken in so many different directions. Yeah, yeah. Even sober, I'd still say the same. I mean, probably. it's like I want to be the Avengers, right? So that's cool. Oh, is that what you're saying, Boo? Is, sure. Is that, what you're, is that where, exactly what you're getting what at? I'm saying. <laughs> oh, Lord. Without doubt, that is what I'm Less saying. Who, sure. Less, who would you be? Yes. I, I don't want to answer that question. Say it. I mean, you want to answer that question. You're going to be perverted, too? No. All right, who? Probably be... Tom Jones. No. Tom Jones. Probably. Yeah, Tom Jones in, like, his 30s. No, right now. It's Actually, the person that I would want to switch That's with is, unusual, is dead. Dude. Steven Seagal. No, uh, it would be Prince. Prince. Okay. okay. Prince cool, when? Actually. What era? Any of them. See, okay. now I want to take my answer back. But who so do you want to like, be? Mike? Prince in any of them would just be amazing. Mike, you take me. I would. I would want to be Michael, man, because I want to dance like him. There you go. See, yeah, Michael would be cool. Michael if I could cool. fucking dance like that for a night. I'd be happy for the rest of my life. You know who I would want to be if we're going to go back and people that are dead because Les just opened this Pandora's box. Yeah, you killed Les yeah, took Les it to another killed, level. Yeah, he just took it to another level. I'd be Sinatra. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's, man. It's I, so much fucking That's life. pretty I'd be cool. Frankie just to, to be able to sing like that and that's hang out awesome. in Vegas when it first started and, you know, be Frankie. If we're going to pull that schmeal. I'm sorry pull, if I'm I mess things up here, card. people. Jeez. Yeah. Yo, talk Where's about that? a movie, man. No, you didn't mess anything up. This is no, brilliant. That no, was great. Brilliant. Di- DiCaprio would have been great. Yeah. I was thinking of DiCaprio. So oh, so if we become that person, can we do what they do? Uh, yeah. You mean day. you get their talents? Yeah, yes. Yeah. You have not watched Freaky Friday yeah, or what? You no. get, should be able to get their talents. Okay. I wouldn't right. be Prince if I couldn't play a guitar like that dude. Okay. Could, so dude. so you know are you kidding me? should be Mike Trout for a day and be able to hit the ball oh, and do what he go. does. Oh, see, now you brought sports. Oh, wow. Oh, now you hit the sports. No, or okay, be so Connor wait. McDavid. Uh, so, so who's the drummer for Led Zeppelin that died? What's uh, his name? Bonham. John yes. Bonham. I would be him. Nice. That would be nice. nice. On, on stage. Or be, just... or be Robert Plant during the heyday. Oh, oh my God. This could go all day long. Yeah, this could. Sorry, everybody. I didn't mean to do that. High as shit, That's by the way. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna party. I'm gonna rock out. That'd be great. Get some groupies. Oh, yes. perfect day. 
Holy shit. Well, here's another fantastic segue. Speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio, mm. Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese are teaming up. The Cinema Blend reported this week that Scorsese and DiCaprio are already primed to collaborate again on several projects. Hopefully, mm. the Joker's in one of those. But they're going to do a biopic about the 26th president of the United States, Mr. Theodore Roosevelt. Really? Yeah. 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 DiCaprio, DiCaprio spent years trying to get Theodore Roosevelt biopic off the ground, but to no avail. Fortunately for the actor, he's finally moving forward on this project with the help of Scorsese and Paramount Pictures. Along with DiCaprio playing Roosevelt and Scorsese helming the picture, both men are attached as producers. So he's going to be wow. Theodore Roosevelt and be a producer. This is his passion project? Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. hopefully Scorsese is going to direct. This, this should be incredible. Should be incredible. I agree. Magnum I'm surprised Opus, that nobody's dude. done a movie on, on Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Mm. Perhaps you're a big man. We have a mutual friend that loves Leonardo DiCaprio, Mike. You know that. Oh, oh yeah. That guy, that guy in South Jersey who bugs me all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. He yells at me. Tells yeah. me I'm always fucking up all the time. <laughs> Mike, you were a, uh, you were a, uh, a subject of the, uh, dude, fuck that guy this week on Rogue One. He started podcast for winners. Cha-ching. This week. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, so what? <laughs> I like it. So what? And let's move on. Keep on rolling, man. And, Keep and, on rolling. I, I, hate, I hate to love those guys. What do you want from me? Yeah, no, I hear you. Those guys are great. Love those guys, too. They're a pain in my ass. You know, they want me to come on, talk some Star Wars, have some fun. I can't make it every week. I'm a busy guy. Yeah, you're fucking working with apps and videos. Hey, I go, love baby. the New York right now. Go on Ranger Games. Come I on. love come on. the I'm New busy, York you know? that is coming out of Pappas right now, dude. When I drink, when I drink, it comes out. You know, if you listen to late night Rogue One after the last 20 minutes of I'm drinking, I sound like this. Oh, that's, great. Yeah, that's my favorite part. You know? That's my favorite part. They bust my balls. I say, listen, I can't oh. come on tonight. I'll be on next week. It, that's it. A thing, a thing. I got to go. Thing, what do you want me to tell you? I got to go. I don't know how to run a restaurant. You know how to run a restaurant? I don't know how anything about that, Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> you want me to tell you, Jimmy, you know how to run a restaurant? Oh, Jimmy. Oh. Now, what a great bringing that movie. segue into it, That's a Scorsese it what I would have liked <laughs> yes. to see, I would have liked to see Scorsese make his final gangster movie taking place with the Gambino family in the late 90s into the 2000s yes. with Leonardo DiCaprio, because I know some shit over here in Queens, Howard Beach, Brooklyn. Right. I know there's a lot of stories to be told, crazy stories like Goodfellas, like the Lufthansa Heist, yeah. that that nobody could do better than Scorsese, and I was hoping for that. But listen, here's about, my well, thing. About the Teflon Don? Teflon yeah, Don. that's John Gotti, yeah. 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 I mean, we could do some Gotti stuff, you know? Listen, Sammy the Bull just got out of jail. Sammy like the Bull just week. got out of jail. And I saw, by the way, I didn't just to cut you off. Saw a preview no. that Travolta is playing the Teflon Don in a film oh, that's nice. coming out. I saw a preview, and it, I'm telling you, it didn't look half bad. Huh. So who's you, it direct, who's directing I that? I don't know who directed it, but it, it didn't look too bad. You should wow. check it out, Mike. Yeah. So here, here's my thing about the, the, the Theodore uh, Roosevelt. So Leo's already done – he's already played a president, right? Uh, Has he not? Yeah, he played uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, Truman. That's Truman, Truman, right? My bad, Truman. In what? Wait, wait. Time out. No, Rewind both of you. No, no. He's no, no, never no, no. He hasn't played a president before. He's yeah, never he played a president. Yes, no. he has. What am I thinking of? What did Leo play? Well, was it a president? He played Howard Hughes. He played Howard Hughes. He's done Howard a biopic. Hughes. He was Howard Hughes. Okay. Right. I apologize. No, Howard okay. Hughes. I don't, I don't want to see Leo play another, like, historic, like, figure persona. No. I, I think. 
I don't know why. I think you can have a lot of different people for those types of roles. I want to see Leo in more like the, the Departed for me. It's I got it's one of the few gangster movies I actually own the Blu-ray of. I love The Such Departed. It's one of my favorite films. And I was hoping that when I saw these two names together that we would get something on that path. And maybe it's just my taste in film. I I spend more of my time watching films like that for the the universal audience who watches film, which is everybody. Maybe this is probably a better path. I do know uh, a lot about Theodore Roosevelt. I've studied him throughout history. I'm actually very adamant about what he's done for our country. So I think it could be good, but I was hoping for more, if if you will. Okay. Like meaning like a decision on the film. Okay. Yes, no, absolutely. I, I have to uh, cut in here. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio played J. Edgar Hoover. That's but what that's I not meant. a president. Not a president. And the name of the movie president. was Hoover. No, but that's J. Edgar. No, J. Edgar was J. Edgar. But so he didn't play no, a president. No, no, no. Time out. He, that, uh, Jagger was ahead of the FBI. Was yes. he? Yes. Shit, he was. <laughs> he was no, the president. He, no, bro. he started the vacuum company. Hoover. Hoover. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Yeah. My bad. But you, but, <laughs> I didn't read the rest. But, <laughs> that's the beer. But, boo, you came out strong on that. Yeah, dude. you did. I like that. That was the beer. <laughs> he stepped up, dude. He's like, no, no, no. he came through. He's like, yo, he's like, Hoover was the president. That's like, that's that, wait a minute, hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> he's like, listen, and I got like, this. Just come hold over here and finish your beer, dude. Yeah, You're done, exactly. dude. Yeah, was <laughs> awesome. So, was J. Edgar Hoover the one who wore women's clothing? He did, yeah. He yes. Had, he wore yes. women's clothing. Closeted. And yeah, I he missed put wiretaps on everybody. Yeah. Yes, he did. He was a he was wow. a tortured soul, Jagger. Yeah. So you are correct uh, in se- in that. I kind of agree with you. I don't want to see him play more historical figures. Look, we had the aviator, right? Figures. We had the aviator. Yeah. We had Hoover. You know, I want to see Leo like take had, this shit to the next well, level. Wolf of like Wall Street. X. He played a real guy too. Yeah. In Wolf of Wall Street. And don't tell me That's Jack true. wasn't a real fucking person. I'm gonna kill all of you. That's true. Yeah. Sure. Jack from Titanic. Oh, it's Jack Dawson. There was a guy named Jack on that boat. I guarantee it. It's got to be. Probably. There's See, probably five yeah, of them. Yeah, let me have probably it. five of them. Just exactly. let me have it. Just let me have it. Fuck <laughs> you guys. Let me have it. I know we're getting a Scorsese film on Netflix with De Niro, uh, Pacino, and Pesci, right? In the next couple of months, it should be out. Is that correct? Okay. Scorsese wait. with all three of them? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, can what? You please, can you please rewind that sentence because I hadn't heard of that. We're getting um, a, a Scorsese film on Netflix. I'm going to look it up right now. And oh De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci are involved. Oh, my God. I had no idea. And and, Pe- and Pacino really? is my favorite actor of all time. Of course, De Niro is right there with him. Holy shit. Pesci doesn't even act anymore. This may be his final gangster film. They go straight to Netflix. Yeah, I think that's the whole plan there. Yeah, Martin Scorsese gangster film called The Irishman. Has been greenlit. One hundred million dollar gangster movie direct to Netflix. I heard about Mike. I heard about the Irishman, I, but I heard that Pesci was signed on. But I didn't know it was going to Netflix, and I didn't know De Niro and Pacino were involved. Yeah, the film stars Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Bobby Cannavale, Harvey Keitel, according oh to IMDb. God, huh. um, Zayalian, uh, parentheses Moneyball, adapted the Irishman from Charles Brandt's two thousand three book. I heard you paint houses about Sheeran's career as a hitman wow. in New York City. In certain scenes, De Niro will be made to look about 30 years younger by VFX company, as we all love, Industrial <laughs> Light and Magic. Highland. Yep. So this is coming. Oh, I'm sorry. Sources say Netflix is aiming for a 2019 release day and date with a limited Oscar qualifying release. Wow. That's amazing. That's great so news. So 2019 – we're getting Pacino, De Niro, Harvey Keitel, Martin Scorsese, 
and not in this article, but I heard that um, Joe Pesci's coming out of retirement for it. Yeah, I, I, I think, heard that as well. I, I heard that as well. That's where I heard that he's going to be in The Irishman, but I thought it was just going to the straight to the movie theaters. I didn't know it was going to be no, Netflix. No, Netflix ate that up. It's coming right to Netflix. Smart move, Netflix. Smart move. Yeah. So I wonder if he's busy doing that before he does the uh, DiCaprio film or if it's vice versa. If that's 2019 because him and Leo – are going to work on this project first, and then he's going to hop over to the other one. Gotcha. That's that's just that's crazy. It's great news. And I apologize if I'm just fucking jabbering. I'm I'm really enjoying this beer, by the way. No, you no, know, no, jabbering no, is what we do here. We do a lot of gibbering and we do a lot of jabbering, a lot of gibber jabber, oh. as we say. I have. I'm getting a little buzz. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm, I'm getting I'm a, little a little fuzzy buzz. and warm on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting fuzzy and warm on the outside too. Oh well. Oh shit. That means you're getting high. <laughs> the, no, it doesn't. I've been high before. <laughs> that doesn't happen. All right. Let's listen to a voicemail from our boy, the man they call King Tom. King Tom. King Tom has a voicemail for us this week. Let's listen to what Mr. Majesty himself has to say. How's it going, Sith listeners? Sith heads, Mirage, Opressum, everyone else. Um, I was uh, you know, doing some web surf yesterday, and I saw a very, very clickbaity headline. And normally, I don't, I didn't click on it. I looked at the summary, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, but it, the, 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 article, the article seemed to be getting to the point of, you know, there's an X-Men movie coming out next year. The one thing they have to do for this franchise is to recast Wolverine. And it's an argument that comes up every few years or so, every few X-Men movies, they say, oh, they, they got to bring back Wolverine, have, you know, Hugh Jackman put in 17 years, have someone else. And I just wanted to see what you guys think about it. Obviously, it's a, you know, it's a thing that people click on because Wolverine always gets clicks. I'm not sure they need to do this right away, and it's not because of my inherent anti-Wolverine bias that the movies have actually eased me off of. I think it's, it's time movies stand on their own for a little bit, maybe in a decade or so, you can bring Wolverine back. But I think, you know, and, and he is a big part of the X-Men chemistry, but I, I think it's time to see what they can do without it. You know, they had two of the last three movies without a significant Wolverine presence, and they were, for the most part, fine stories. And they do have X-23 they could use. I'd love to see her kind of take on the mantle of Wolverine. I don't think they need to, to recast Logan and bring him back. What do you guys think? Anyway, um, thanks for letting me hammer on. I'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Keep, keep up the great podcast. King Tom coming in with another strong question. You know what? I was thinking about this, obviously, while you were talking, and I do think they should recast Logan. I don't think they should wait a decade, but I think they should wait a couple years and – Go at it again. I, I don't think you can leave a character like that just sitting on the sideline. And it's going to be tough. Remember, we recasted Spider-Man multiple times, good and bad. We recasted Batman multiple times, good and bad. So they're going to have to take a hack at it. Um, I'm going to defer to these two X-Men experts. Go with uh, Boo first, and then I'll hit you up, Mr. Crunch Crunch. <laughs> go ahead, guys. I don't think they need to recast them at all. I think it would be better for the franchise to expand, I guess, because there has to be one central character. 
I guess, utilize a different central character. Because there's a bunch of X-Men that I believe deserve the right to be leading the franchise now. Hugh Jackman, as Wolverine, led the franchise for 17 years, like King Tom said. And he did a great job. But now I think this is a prime opportunity to move on and put plug somebody else in there. Also, to recast him would be like uh, changing Al Pacino from the Godfather, putting somebody different in Godfather 3. He'd been doing it for so long, he did it a good job, but now we need somebody else to do Godfather 3. It just seems wrong. It just seems just like tossing his his work to the side. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah, so I, I don't think he but needs... But how could he leave that huge of a character out? I mean, it's like the Spider-Man thing. They, they left Spider-Man out of the Avengers, mm-hmm. right? And nobody thought that was ever going to happen again. And mm-hmm. it did happen. And they recast it. In, and oh, my God, it was amazing. It was incredible, yeah. yeah. So, but, but this is 17 years with one man playing the same character yeah. and doing a fantastic job. That's never happened before. That's true. Where That's somebody true. has been that one character and did it so well and is beloved by so many people. And then you're going to recast him. I think that's too much of a, a firestorm you want to deal with. So you're saying no Wolverine ever again? No more Wolverine. Wow. That's, if, that's tough. If, you, but, but that's one, tough, man. But there's one option. Okay. You do an old man Logan kind of thing, but he has to get older. Like, I mean, older, older. Yeah. How can you do older, older? They kill them off. No. Oh, well, that's, that, that's an alternative. And then that's oh, too, you're saying but, you know, yeah. old man Logan. But even old man or older Logan, like in the, in the pages right now where he's got the white hair, mm-hmm. he's still ripped. Oh, yeah, he's still So monster, to get Hugh yeah. Jackman to be like, or anyone to mm-hmm. be older and to be in immaculate shape. Oh, no, no, no. It's kind of tough. No, because no, you have to have that. You can't have no, Wolverine without. No, but no, what I'm saying is, uh, what is it? Still make him, uh, look old, but not have him be part of this new, new, uh. So it's like a standalone kind of thing. Of X-Men, exactly. Yeah, because he doesn't fit with this new group. They're a bunch of kids. They're growing up, figuring out their powers, becoming X-Men. What we saw before were just people being, oh, we're X-Men. We're adults and we're the X-Men. What we're watching now is I'm still a teenager. I'm figuring out my powers. I'm still figuring out why I have to save the world kind of thing. Shit like that. You know, even Professor Xavier is not Professor Xavier yet. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's still, you know, the cool teacher. He, but you know, but later he'll be the guy who's, you know, P- Professor X. Let's get thing. a young Wolverine and gifted, Fox gifted. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> totally no, what should happen is totally joking, people. You you <laughs> do what they left it as as far as the cinematic version goes, and you you have Laura be the Wolverine. She's not no longer X twenty three. She's mm-hmm. no longer just a serial number in a in a clone. She's the Wolverine. She's Laura the Wolverine. Laura That's cool. Kinney. And if they go with that idea, they can have her for a long time. And run. they can have her for a very long time. And yes, they can have multiple. There's multiple people with power sets that are all similar. So What, in the X-Men? Oh, yeah, man. There's magnet. People with magnets. Oh, yeah. There's okay. telepaths and telekinetics. There's, there's a whole smorgasbord. A whole bunch of strong there. people that just yeah, get I like stronger. It. Yes, I like dude. it. I like it. All kinds of stuff, man. So why not have more than one? Why not bring uh, and recast them? Yeah, why not? There's someone out there. I think there's someone out there that they can recast that will be just young enough and be right. So yeah, don't be afraid to recast. All right, Mm. great. Thank you. Thank you, King Tom. Yeah, good question. (laughs) I got a question for you guys. You know that there's all these live action Disney films that are coming out. I'm very excited about the Aladdin. Because you're in it. I, let's not let's not spoil it for people. Oh, no, let's not spoil shit, it. my bad. Um, but the beer talking. All these live action Disney films are coming out. But let's bring it back to old school 
back in the day. What, you know, because Collider had a list. I was on Collider just looking around. They had the top five and worst five Disney animated films of all time. Hmm. What What is your number one favorite Disney animated film? And then I'll give you the list of the top five. They had the top 50. I broke down the top five and worst <laughs> five. I didn't want to read 50 of well, them. My favorite one? Unless you go first on this. Your my favorite, favorite animated. animated Disney movie, Fantasia. Oh, very good. Okay, there. I'll tell you where that ranks. Okay. Fantasia's a great movie. Yes. N- there's It's all orchestra. No speaking in it whatsoever. None. No dialogue. None. Okay. Carlos? Boo. <laughs> Boo. Uh, probably <laughs> off the top of my head, probably had to be Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> okay, Hercules. Uh, I will not tell you where that ranks because you'll right. probably get very upset. Oh. Mike Pappas, what is your number one movie, Disney animated film of all time? Now, I'm thinking about it. I don't have an answer yet, but I'll tell you what my favorite song is from every Disney movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Sure. Under the sea. <laughs> uh, that's <a laughs> that's where it would be. Under the sea. You're saying under the sea. I like Sebastian. I like the crab. From are, you the- say, are you saying it's better than kiss the girl? Oh, no, wait, you guys wait, are dying. You're killing us now. <laughs> I like Sebastian. He's a cool That's character. Great. Yes, he's he is. Sebastian saying is. kiss the girl. Mm-hmm. Kiss the girl. Her name kiss is My favorite Disney movie is the new adaption of the Jungle Book. No, 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 no. no we're no, talking. Animated. We're animated, talking bro. animated. We're not animated. doing the new adaptions. Damn it. Straight old school. Uh, old school? No, 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 no. As long as it's animated. It doesn't have to be old school. You can throw like, I don't know, this crazy dinosaur one that's all CGI'd what about, like The, the Emperor's generated Groove. You can have that one. You can do You can do Cars. You can do sure. The Incredibles. Yeah. Oh, those, that's, yeah. fine. that's easy then. Finding Nemo. I love oh, the turtles. that's a great one. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a the turtles are awesome. That's a fantastic one. That was ranked pretty high, but not in the top five. Uh, obviously, mine's Aladdin. Of course, right? I mean, we're not going to get into why, but of course. But I will give you the worst five. Right? Do you uh, do you star in that film? We're trying to keep it on the down low. Uh, well, this guy Richie's reached out to me, and um, I haven't. You know, we're trying to keep it. You're doing the shirtless scenes. Definitely not. Yes, doing you the are. Yeah, scenes yeah, 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 unless yeah, I do uh, the frozen fat cold sculpting thing. No. Yeah. Cold sculpting. We're going to do cold sculpting, but <laughs> but. I will give you the the bottom five. Did Mike give us his number one? He said, he said Finding Nemo. So, yeah, so I had, uh, okay. I had, I spent five years with a love hate relationship with a saltwater reef, uh, seventy two gallon tank. Okay. Um, it was it was a, a huge undertaking, and I had clownfish and bluefin tangs, which is what Dory is, oh. and anemones and. Uh, lionfish, and I spent a lot of money on it, and it was a huge passion of mine for a long time. But I was very, as a young kid, I was um, very intrigued uh, and and I, I guess mystified by underwater and like under the sea and what happened. So when I finally made enough money to have a, a saltwater tank, I, I built that, right? So when Finding Nemo came out, like I was in like my glory. Like I just got my water pristine and I just got my first clownfish. So for me, it was like, that's the perfect timing type of thing. But that's why it's my number one. If anybody very, cares. That's very touching, Mike. That yeah, is. Yeah. If okay. anybody no, actually no. has like a real, my, real life thing. To Mike, me. the reason when I was a kid, I always was, I always dreamt of being a sultan and uh, flying yeah. on a magic carpet and, and going to Persia, woman. which is Iran now. Um, and finding a, 
Persian princess. Uh, did you did you did you make a sexy time uh, nice with a woman? Did you play the best music, bro? I'm the, uh, did you play the best me. music, bro? I, I, bro, you played the best no, music. Never, uh, that never happened. Uh, but I did find my princess. This is your sister, oh, sexy. Yes. I'm sorry, bro. Yes. No, this, no, no, yeah. sorry. This, this, this podcast has gone south real this quick. It, it, started, it was already going what south the after the first beat. Like, okay, let's get let's get beers and papas on, and let's yeah. have an awesome episode. Oh my no, no, no! God. This has been great. This has been great. We're not even. We're, we, I haven't even told you what the top five and worst five are. Let's, let's hit it. Top the oh. worst five, fifth worst Disney movie according to Collider and their amazing writers. Yeah, their infinite wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Chicken Little. Oh, that's not that bad. Was number fifty. Oh, that's sucked. Fox and the Hound, so, which what? I thought would be a lot. That should, yeah, that should be way that up there. Be okay. I was, that was good. That was yeah. good. Home on the Range. That was good. Yeah, it was horrible. Home on the Range with the cows. I didn't see it. it was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see, see that. Dinosaur, oh. which I thought was very innovative. And in Yeah, no, it was all right. The CGI good. and the special effects were beautiful. Yeah, they, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Should I see it? Or no? Pass. Dinosaur? No, yes. no, no. The, 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 no, that train's past, dude. Nice. The, the CGI is not going to be... The, the special effects aren't going to be as nice right now. And the worst Disney animated film... According to Collider, is Bolt the John Travolta one? Yeah, the one with, with the, the dog? dog. Yeah, Bolt, Bolt. Second yeah, fuck John that. Travolta comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> now, let me give you the top five. Now, I'm going to ask you guys what you guys think number one was. Well, I can say in the top five, The Lion King is probably in the top five. You are correct. I, okay, I'd say it's number one. Okay, Cinderella's got to be in the top five. Definitely not. Oh. It was six. Oh, oh damn! I was close. Beauty and the Beast. Nope, Beauty and the Beast was eight. Damn. Eight? Okay, so I'll tell you. Number one, well, I'll tell you f- from five up. Yes, please. So number five, Lion King. That should be high. Damn it. Number four, Bambi. Bullshit. Number three, Fantasia. That was okay, yours. Yeah. That deserves to be there. Number two, Sleeping Beauty. Bullshit again. And number one, Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> Force Awakens, the animated feature. Yes. No, yeah. number one was Pinocchio. Come on! No. I'm, I'm you know what? I can, I can see that. I can see Wait that. a minute. You mean no. to tell me the number one Disney movie is a bunch of kids smoking dope and drinking beer yeah, in a right. whale's hey, belly? That's and right. then in a whale's belly. Hey, repeat that sentence again and tell me you're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm right. That's yeah. fucking awesome. That's a fucking Guy Ritchie film. Trust. Kids <laughs> smoking dope. That's right. Candlewick and his little thugs. Yeah. Come on. Let's fly. I can fly to the Remember to think happy thoughts before you, ah, uh, ah, uh, huh. Yeah, it is. And they got turned into so donkeys. So there's your list of Disney films for all of our Disney fans. I was at Disneyland the other day. Uh, had a great time. There's a lot of Disney fans. There's a lot of Disney fans. A lot fans. of assholes out there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of By the way, holders. let me shout out my boy uh, Lumberjack Nick just got engaged. If you guys know him from making Star Wars. I, absolutely. Drugs. I know Lumberjack oh, Nick. Uh, just. He just got engaged, and from the pictures, I could be wrong, but from the pictures I saw, unless they were older pictures, like showing their relationship, that he got married at Disneyland. Really, that's fantastic. We'll check that so I don't look like an asshole to everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna need, check you it. Need, you need to, yeah, fact check your, your, <laughs> yeah, I, your news. I will. It could be like old pictures he posted. No fake news here. I'm, uh, I'm opening up my Big Bear Black Stout, and Ooh. this is the one that's the strongest one. Um, I just need a beer opener. If you could, uh, Les has mine. Okay, thank Les you. Les has mine. Yeah. All right. Now let's listen to Richie's voicemail. Richie from Boston, our man from the Richie and Ollie show. 
Catch mm-hmm. them on YouTube and wherever podcasts are caught. <laughs> They're a great podcast and they say what they feel and say what's in their minds and they don't have any filters. And that's what I love about these guys. Let's listen to Richie and see what comes out of his noggin. <laughs> what's up, Sith heads? This is your buddy, Richie. So, guys, I'm really excited. I just finished up season seven of The Walking Dead on Netflix and... Thanks to you guys, I'm all caught up. I didn't have much interest going in. There were a couple times I thought about it, and then I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know. But you guys really pushed me over the edge. I started it. I watched the first six season on Netflix, and I had to wait a while for season seven. I just finished it up. I am so fucking pumped and ready for All Out War. It's 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 gonna be great. So wanted to ask you guys a question about, sort of a hypothetical, I guess. Let's say it's the end of the world, fucking, or even even just the end of life on North America. Let's say fucking North Korea detonates a fucking EMP over the United States, and the power grid's knocked out, and fucking the electronics don't work, and hell, I mean, if that happens... Your cars won't start because of the electronics. You might get, like, really, really old cars to work, but anything that we're driving today, that all gets knocked out in an EMP, too. And you're essentially surviving the apocalypse without fucking modern technology. So, because of all that, I mean, I'm assuming infrastructure breaks down everything. It'd be a Walking Dead scenario without the zombies. So you've magically got three cast members from The Walking Dead that you can pick from to ride this thing out and help you survive. And they got to pick three distinct, three distinct roles. So, who's your fucking, who's your mentor? Who's your sidekick? And who's going to be your ride or die chick? That's what I want to know. Alright guys, take care. Richie, solid question. <laughs> how and, and love that you are all cut up, and I love how excited you are. I can yeah. hear it in your voice. We are very excited to, just to see where this next season is going to take us and where yeah, all the fucking crazy war is going to lead us. <laughs> it's going to be so great. Negan versus Rick. So I'll give you my three. So my mentor would be Rick, 100%. My sidekick guy would be Daryl. And my ride or die would be Michonne. Hmm. Those are three easy answers, but I think that's just the way. I don't see any other person filling those voids. So filling those. They, they don't have to be currently alive. In they the don't. Past. No, no spoilers. No, no. I was spoilers. Say, yeah. <laughs> spoilers. People. Yeah, spoilers Sorry. for Walking Dead. <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, yeah. Well, you just say without spoiling. You just say you're three. Well, it's gonna spoil. Well, no, it's not because you don't have to say if people are dead or alive. Uh, well, my mentor would more than likely be either her. Uh, it'd have to be Herschel. Good Herschel, that's good a good one. one. He'd be my. Herschel. He'd be my mentor. He. That's you like know, one. <laughs> once he once he came around and figured out, okay, this isn't the world. What sucks. he thought it was, yeah. You know, and, and that the world was the outside the farm was shit. Yeah, he definitely lent a a lot of wisdom. Obviously, Daryl's the sidekick. Yeah, he's got to be. Right you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You, you, that guy is like Snake Eyes and G.I. Joe. Yep. <laughs> he is legit your all-around best everything, dude. There's no 
stopping what that guy can do, what that guy brings to the table. Yeah, there's no way. And then uh, Ride or Die Chick. Yeah, it's almost obvious. It's always going to be Michonne. It's got to be Michonne, right? <laughs> she's she's basically Daryl. She's a female version of Daryl. She can do all kinds of stuff yeah. herself. Andrew would be a close second. Andrew would be a very close second, but Andrew's not a hand-to-hand combatant. Well, she was. Uh, well, she got she, there. She got to a point, but Michonne can whoop some ass. So, like, she knows what to. Yeah, she's very diplomatic. She she covers all steps. Yeah, you don't have to worry Maggie's much. Get, got and, there. But the thing is, is. We're talking Michonne has been this way yeah, from the no, I start. I know. I agree. Everyone else has made leaps and bounds. Hey, Carol has made leaps and bounds. Fuck Carol. That's, mm-hmm. that's another right. one. Yeah, Carol she's gone from... I, I wouldn't know if I could trust Carol. Well, you could trust her. Loyal. And actually, you know what? There's another one. Uh, she doesn't tell you to look at the flowers. If oh. I couldn't have oh. Daryl, I would take... Oh. oh, Jesus. No, you can have Daryl. Morgan. Morgan. I would take Morgan. If Morgan. I couldn't have Daryl... And actually, no, we'll do that. I'll switch out Herschel for Morgan. No switching in this game. I'll take Morgan as my mentor. I'll take Daryl as my sidekick, sidekick and me, Sean. Morgan's and that's my, a good my, my little Morgan's three man. A really good mentor. That yeah, that's good. my three team. But what, right what do you there. got? Uh, Maggie would be my mentor because I think she's, uh, she's become more than just a, a, uh, a character in the show. I think she's become a pillar of the show and a leader. Yeah, but that's what I mean is where she's, she's leading her own group. She's made strides past just being a warrior and survivor. She's actually looking to be the future. Um, and then my, my sidekick, like you guys said, has to be Daryl. That, that guy, that guy's gonna keep me alive, kind of Hell thing. Hell yeah. When shit goes down. And then my rider dies, gonna be Rosita. You and fucking oh, Rosita. You can't, woman. it's not do or die. Love. It's ride or die. I but think it's a mean, little bit of both. What are we, but, ride, like, yeah. what are we riding here? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's a uh, vague phrase. So I'm gonna take it for what, uh, where's what Emily? I want it to we mean. need her to reel you in. <laughs> Rosita, okay, yeah. So, so those are those are mine. Rosita needs to die this season. No, she's done her. No, game over. No, Richie, great question, buddy. Yeah, I'm so good. happy once again. Happy that you are so into it. Can't mm-hmm. wait for this new season to come. Hopefully, they'll gain some viewers back. I will. I hope. I hope so. So there you have it, Richie. You the man. Now let's talk about Venom, guys. Oh, we've talked about Venom before on this podcast, but. They, it seems like Michelle Williams has been confirmed by Variety that she's going to play a uh, character, most likely a love interest in Venom. Ooh. Now, now, nice. yeah. Now, it's Michelle Williams so far, Tom Hardy, and Riz Ahmed so far. So Riz Ahmed is signed on. He's, he's there. Riz he's Ahmed there. might join the cast. There's a word that's not 100%. Okay. But it looks like he's going to be. Nice. So they're starting off pretty, uh, pretty solid here. Mm-hmm. I'm you, excited for that. Man. Yeah, what do you, what do you guys? You're excited about this uh, Venom, and we, I know we've gone back and forth. You can't have Venom without Spider-Man, Spider-Man without Venom, blah blah blah. But they're going forward. Mm-hmm. They are going forward. Oh, so what? Uh, we don't, seem, we don't give a fuck. We <laughs> are buzzing. We don't, we don't seem like we give two shits. That's the beer. The beer. It's because it's Venom without Spider-Man. It, doesn't, it shouldn't matter. I mean, no, it's it's good though, man. Like, did, do you guys remember the Maximum Carnage series that happened back in the nineties? Yes, they made a Super Nintendo game about it. It was one of the biggest things outside of Bat- Bane breaking Batman's back and Superman dying to Doomsday. It was like yes. number three. Yeah. So the way that I see this happening for that franchise and that end, and like you know, Fox and Sony are in a weird situation with uh, with the MCU and with Disney, is that they roll that into a universe where like 
Eddie Brock has his own scenario going on and you bring in Carnage into that scenario, however it may be. And there's like a whole other storyline, but you do it in such a pristine way that kind of really, really appreciates the franchise, if you will. And, you know, Peter's in it a little bit and there's some Spider-Man, but not too much. And you kind of just grow that. Like in Star Wars, we always talk about how we focus on these characters and it makes the universe feel really small. Well, how do you make the Spider-Man universe feel big, right? Well, right. you have this problem where you've got Disney on one side and so Sony on the other, and you figure out that like the only way to do this is to really branch out and get even more creative and take a lot more risks. So I'm okay with them taking Venom and siloing him onto into his own storyline because from there you can branch it back into Spider-Man and then you can branch both of them back into the next evolution of what the Avengers will be after phase four, right? So I'm totally fine with it because it's it's going to be good for everybody. It's kind of like growing pains, if you will. If we're not, if I'm not mistaken, we talked about this before that once Tom Holland's Spider-Man character is done with the MCU, he's going back to Sony. He is. And he's going to be involved in all these fucking mm -hmm. Venom and Carnage films. Well, then we can jump on it when that happens, I guess. I just want to uh, fix, fix what I fucked up before. Yeah. Lumberjack Nick actually is at Disney with his wife and they were celebrating that in, in March, 2018, they will be having a baby and they had oh. a little pumpkin. They had a little pumpkin in front of the, um, the magic kingdom, if you will. Very Sorry, cool. so, Very congratulations good. Congrats. Congrats to Lumberjack Nick. Nick. That's and, great. Uh, and now they're going to yeah. name the baby Mike. They're going to name it Pappy. I hope so. Or, <laughs> yeah. Hello, Pappy. Pappy. <laughs> So I'm drinking my fourth beer now. Oh, wow. Sorry, guys. You're, you're, Sorry, guys. You're getting extra credit. I'm still number two, Mike. Extra credit. God. Yep. Extra I'm on credit. a uh, a Belgian blonde, a Lef. If mm. you're familiar, Lefe, L-E-F-F-E. -F -F -E. It is not a craft beer. It is not an independent beer brewery. It is just a Belgian beer that's fucking amazing. That's fine. <laughs> I've had Lef. We've had Lef here. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's good stuff. This yeah. black, this big bear black stout tastes like chocolate coffee. And it's heavy and shit. the glass. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing curls every time I'm <laughs> lifting it to my mouth. Anyway. Good thing you ate some pasta before that. Yeah, I am oh, so bloated man. right now. Yeah, yeah I fucking look like Chris Kringle right now. I'm just uh, <laughs> not good. <sighs> Guess what, guys? Uh -oh. John what Carpenter, part? John Carpenter mm -hmm. is going to be involved in the next Halloween film that's coming out. Awesome. Yes. Wait, what yeah, about he, Rob Zombie? He's out? Yeah, Rob Zombie looks like Rob Zombie's out and they're nice. they're not going to even that's not going to be a part of this thing. So Jamie Lee Curtis came out with a tweet that put her on a, the same porch and front door from 35 years ago. We talked about this on the last episode the with uh, two episodes ago with the Canto Bite ladies. With the Canto Bite ladies. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Big Lindbergh. shout out to the Canto Bite, Emily Lind. And Brittany Brown. Yes, they were fantastic. I'm going to be hanging out with them on Friday, on Saturday night with Johnny and everybody. Oh, awesome. dude, I am so bummed that we dude, I've been there. asking you for months. I said, guys, you got to tell the boys, you guys got a place to stay, crash with me. I've been telling you since July. Bro, we were all planned out to we go. Were. We I asked Boo. Boo were yeah, we he's running, less, we've run into some shenanigans in our lives. agreed dude, to go yeah. and he never travels. Yeah, he, yeah, it's hard and, for him getting And we were planned to go and all this stuff with Coco happened and we, we I know. can't, we can't Well, no, and we all have had some, I've had some real shitty things happen mm -hmm. to me yeah, too. Yeah, so. Les has had a bad. I'm saying it now. Sithless <laughs> listeners, Rogue One Army. I'm saying it right now. 
Boulas and Araj and Araj's wife have a place to stay in Queens, New York for Comic Con 2018 before on Solo. You guys can come here and crash. Okay, well, let that me. Sounds fantastic. Thank let you. Me, let me counter your counter here, buddy. Oh. In Do two, it. In 2019. Mm. When, oh, I'm totally. Me and Jenny are totally staying with you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that, yeah. That, that's yeah. not what we'll he's going to offer, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. 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 Wait, so are you, are you he's going to use some coupons. Yeah. I am. No, we, I uh, grew up in Anaheim. I worked literally five minutes from Disneyland in yes. Anaheim, but I live in Claremont, Montclair area, which is 20, 25 minutes from Anaheim. Not too far, but you definitely have a place to stay anytime. Oh, man, 2019 is when Star Wars Scout Land comes armor, out. By the way. I got like a huge bin for my Scout Trooper armor. I need like a lot of, you know. Oh yeah, you can. Just, you take our our bedroom, dude. We can, we'll sleep with Coco on the living room. It's all good. <laughs> man, thank you so much. I yeah, really appreciate absolutely, that. Dude. We're used to. It. We're doing that right now, anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, you guys have a blast. God, give those guys and the girls hu- a huge hugs. Yes, tell and me. We so wish hug. we were there. We'll be there in spirit. You got to send us videos and pictures and all that s- Snapchat. Yeah, what we're we'll be it. with Ed Bosshart and Danny and um, Colleen and Brittany and Rebecca oh, and Emily. That's awesome. Uh, actually, I don't know if Brittany's coming actually, but I know that the the other three are. Okay. And a, a bunch of the other Sith list and Rogue One Army listeners will be there. So um, Johnny's left it to me. For once, he's giving me responsibility again for some reason, <laughs> and uh, I'm picking up a bar, so I'll let everybody know what bar we're staying at. Or oh, don't even! I don't want to hear it. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to be FaceTiming you, Rush. So. You do absolutely. Oh God, I'm so pissed. <laughs> Maybe I could just make it there for a night. Yeah, just just, so, just, just touch down. Leave touch my down wife and be like, my, "Hey, we're leaving in six leave hours." Leave my wife with my sick dog. That's going to really hours. work out, dude. You take the red eye Friday night into Saturday. You hang out all day Saturday. You back on a plane. You're out. But oh, your well, wife's going to hate. Yeah, she'll kill. Well, she'll kill me. Yeah. Okay, so well, like I said, Carpenter is not directing; he's not producing, but he's going to be a consultant. They're they're going to run everything by him. And here's a crazy thing: Danny McBride is one of the producers hmm. of this thing. Yeah, and he this is what he um, he had to say: We don't take any big steps without his approval. He approved their pitch. He approved their first script. He approved bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. So anytime we make a big creative turn, he's involved. And we don't do anything without his blessing. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. Those are the guys that wanted to bring this thing back. Very, very cool. I'm very excited about this. Only because they're saying everything from three on doesn't really count. Yeah. And we're going to just start it all up. This is going to be number three. Even though I talk cool. shit on James Cameron for doing the same thing for <laughs> Terminator, Terminator about like, yeah, what, that's just because it's ago? James Cameron. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. John Carpenter has way more weight than James Cameron does to me. So fuck him. All right. Well, there's your Halloween news. Let's talk about my favorite game of all time, to tell you the truth. My number one favorite game of all time mm. has a sequel coming out. Uh-oh. It's been taking out forever for it to come out. It is Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yes. And wow. I know you all saw it. Because Hold on, I have a question. Yeah, Uh-oh. it's uh, this should be part three, dude. Why part three? Because the first game is Red Dead Revolver. I don't remember that. And then I, it's Red Dead Redemption. He's not wrong, but I guess in Red Dead Revolver, you're the bad guy. Yeah, and you go around whooping ass. And then in Red Dead Redemption, you're the good guy now. You're yeah. the bad guy who has to switch it around. Yeah. Was that PlayStation Two? It yes. was. It was. Yes, I was. think all the platforms, I think. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was Xbox, PlayStation and PS2. Yeah. 
And then Red Dead Redemption was supposed to be the sequel to Red Dead Revolver. But it was you go around chasing down the gang members. Mm-hmm. But it w- it wasn't one of those things where they make a direct connection. It was one of those where I yes, guess you're just trying to turn that guy's life around. Yeah. He turned state's evidence. Mm-hmm. But still, there is a sequel to Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Which looked fucking beast, dude. Just yeah. really badass. Mm-hmm. Really? That's crazy. Honestly, man, I would I would probably download that shit from my PS4 if they HD'd it. Yeah. I'd play that. Uh, fuck yeah, I'd play that. Well, there's fucking. So they have Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's get back on track here. Let's... <laughs> I'm just asking to. I'm saying for real. It's supposed to be the third part, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue. Red Dead Redemption is the one that I played with you. Yes. At our place. And then we we're having a great time for hours on end all, every day all of the, the week. Time, and it was dude. like a yes. fucking movie. Ridiculous. And there's dude. a sequel coming out. And it looks amazing. There's a trailer that came out. Boo, you put it on the chat room with us three and yes. Mike. And it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? What are you guys are expecting out of this? What do you think the storyline? What do you think about the trailer? So it, uh, it looks very good. Just actually graphically, what you actually see looks amazing. That's that's one of the things that, that Rockstar has always been able to do is make trailers that are just fantastic. Um, the story looks cool. The character looks cool from what little that we do know and from what little that we do see. The one thing that does scare me, though, is that Rockstar made GTA V. Fantastic game. Awesome game. Great characters. Great story. Awesome. But what this, I get the sense that this kind of feels like almost the same game, but in the Old West. I see I see there's some there's some bad guy yeah. who might have to do good things. There's some heist elements involved in, in from what you see. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's kind of like I I hope they're just not literally taking one game and putting it back in time. But it, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully because I've always liked GTA games where they concentrate on one character. There's one guy, you know, there's the Nico Bellix, there's the uh, there's the CJs I can't remember the other ones, but when they concentrate on one character, I think that's when they make their best games. GTA Five is great, okay, but I think there are better games story wise, and I just hope that they don't rinse and repeat. So yeah, okay. So, but but oh, I am totally pumped. I'm just kind of annoyed that it comes out spring of 2018. I yeah, wish it was sooner, but it's taking for, it's going to be forever. Yeah, totally pumped though. What do you think, Les? You like what you saw? Yes, I, I love what I saw. My question is, what's the timeline? Because mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption was on the cusp of major industrialization. Yeah. So there were cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were other like advancements in technology that were, it was right on the border of going from an old west frontier world mm-hmm. into an industrialized world. That will still be cool if there's like some kind of balance there, a little, you know, straddling the line there. But other than that, uh, I can't wait for it to come out. That's just another game for me to spend money on and, and, <laughs> Potentially stay this broke. This like close to our hearts, Red Dead. Yes, yeah. yeah. Potentially stay broke buying games. And yeah, it's been a while since the sequel has come out or yeah, since yeah. anything has come for Red Dead Redemption. Oh, forever. So. Mike, what do you think about this thing? I'm excited, man. I've been asking my buddies if there's multiplayer involved. I think those games need to be story driven on a single player experience. But if there were some missions where you can have your buddies who are up to the same point as you to come in and help you. Or if there's certain missions that are multiplayer focused only, that are more side story driven, uh, that, uh, you know, like a Raj, like if you're up to a part, I'm up to the one part and we decide to 
go on the side story and we can both go together to kind of accomplish the task. Oh, that would be I bad. think that would be really cool. That would be so right. Um, you guys both know like my my uh attractiveness to games like Destiny where I, I'm all about the multiplayer experience and yes. um enjoying games with my friends is is where I'm kind of at in my gaming career, if you will. Like I, I've played single player games my whole life and now I'm like, you know, with, with if we're in two thousand seventeen, there's no reason I should be playing by myself. But exactly. I love the first game and I'm really excited about the second game. Yeah, right. I'm I'm pumped up about the second game. No, and go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, no, I was gonna say the character looks pretty fucking. He's like a dickwad. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. Like an yeah. yeah, I yeah. don't remember the first one. The guy being such a dickwad. He no. was, but that's why the game was called Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, he redeems himself. He's I supposed get it. to. Yeah, exactly. I that I mean, yeah. I hope that there is a massive element where you know you save Carlos and I, or even Mike. We have the game, but Raj just got it, and it's like guys that need help completing a couple things in story mode and we just can go ahead and ride mm-hmm. out as a posse and go do something because you're right mike that's what it's all about now it's all about i mean the solo campaigns are cool and being able to solo some things but it's really cool to be able to chill out with your buddies and you know the yeah. way the gaming world is now we can play with dudes from new york and from australia and people from you know mexico and canada and it's like all right we're all part of a six-man team let's go handle this yeah that's awesome. and actually for the way the red dead redemption world is that's gonna be just fucking badass when you're all riding horses you know and you're just straight rolling out like a, a fucking dalton gang or something dude it's gonna be pretty fucking damn sick, amigos. as long as it's campaign uh, to me as long well, as no, it, and the that's the way it is and we're going to go yeah and accomplish something story-wise yeah well the I way some of these great. games are coming in and i hope battlefront is exactly like that too is just like how destiny is you can we can all play the campaign as multiplayer we don't need mm-hmm. to do That's we don't need to do cool. death matches and That's play cool. competitive death matches against anyone unless you want to so we can do that's why the raids are such a massive part of the destiny community or the destiny gaming is mm-hmm. just this expansive encounter that you have to go through together and when you guys all make it through together there's a massive sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And I think a lot of games are starting to take that cue and do that thing. This is a good little segue again. We're going to talk about the Battlefront 2 trailer that came mm-hmm. out. We're finally into our Star Wars. Oh, hell yeah. Let's talk about it, man. You know, we're still a couple months away from the actual launch of Battlefront 2. I think a beta comes out next week, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Is that true? Do you have to pre-order to get access to that? I'm Most not, likely. I'm not sure, but I know a beta is coming out very, very soon. But, I can't go broke, but guys. But November seventeenth, <laughs> November seventeenth is the actual date of release for Battlefront Two, and none other than John Boyega is narrating the trailer mm-hmm. and pretty much explains everything that goes down. And the trailer looks fucking amazing. I mean, the things that you can do compared to the last Battlefront. Mm-hmm. I'm an owner of the last Battlefront. I just don't play it because I suck ass. <laughs> and I've said this before. I just want to walk around and look at all the beautiful fucking Star Wars fucking graphics. And shoot you. And I get shot in the first time. I can, I'm just imagining. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to laugh, but I'm just imagining that right now. We're playing oh, dude, like fucking Ground War. And Araj is off like, in the car hey, in the carbonite fucking section. And we're just like, Araj, over here, man. We're getting killed, dude. We need help, dude. No, man. I'm checking this. Dude, Araj is going to be that player that just like takes the scenery in. Yeah. He's just like looking. I want to do, man. Like his phone is pointed at the fucking side of the wall. He's like, Like, guys, 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 get over here. Do you know what this means? Do you see this shit? And then he gets zinged right But if there's like, if there's a campaign and there's an objective, I'm down, man. I'm like, I'll I'll do whatever you need me to do. I'll be a team player. 
<laughs> Did you guys know that Java has an asshole? Come over here. Look, Look at this, this shit. point right here. Look at this zing. Right Here's the, 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 the like, Raj, you know what that's called? Right it's skull. called it, yeah. it's called carrying. So what happened is, is we'll just carry you. Like you'll be able to be doing your sightseeing thing. We'll just go ahead and beat the stage for you and like get through the, the map. Yeah, if I can just stand behind drag you, guys, you along, dude. While you guys kill everybody, <laughs> it's carrying, dude. It's called carrying, dude. Yeah, carry the Great. shit out of me. I just want to like look look at you're things. gonna have to fire some shots. Oh, I'll, fi- I'll fucking probably shoot you guys. That's funny. <laughs> Accidentally. So speaking of, like, wh- how many of you guys have a PS4? So sorry, sir. Carlos does. I have a PS4. I don't. So I Carlos, no boo, but Carlos does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Boo, boo has one. So, are you playing Destiny or no? No. On PS4? No, no but... This is your chance to be invited to Pep's clan, dude. I know, I, I And you're know. fucking it up, dude. I, I did Jeez. like Destiny 1, I really did. Uh. But to get the second one, I was like, if it's more of the same, because I didn't like the whole grinding aspect to get new guns, I just wanted to kill other people. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm more of just that, that PvP kind of person, that PvE thing. It was cool, but I'm like, I want the cool shit. While killing people, not just have to do. Nope. I don't want. You got to gotta earn goal. it, buddy. You got to fucking earn it, dude. Yeah, Fuck that you shit. Earn it. Wait, just so less is less is playing on Xbox. Yes, oh, I'm is, playing yeah. the shit out of that game on Xbox. Nice. Are you doing Trials of the Nine? By the way. Okay, listen. So right I, I I would love to do Trials. The problem for me is, is as a Crucible player, oh. yes. No, as a Crucible player, I'm pretty solid. But when you uh-huh. get into the Trials, dude, they're fucking pros, that dude. Yeah. They are legit, dude. It doesn't, I mean, I fancy myself a great crucible guy. I feel like I'm walking around my little 1.8 KD and I think I'm badass. That's actually pretty good. Lex. That's a very good That's anywhere good, else, actually. but not in Destiny. Dude. Hey, this, Cheers to this, that. This is all... Not in Destiny, dude. I'm walking around with my little 1.8, 1.5s and I'm like, hell yeah. Those. You're and walking you, around with a 1.8 inch? Is that what you just said? That's right, dude. And you go no, there I got, and you get I'm there. Work, I got a, I got a 1.8. Skill-wise, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. big inch. Yeah. Pop yeah, but down. okay. So, But then you get to trials and these guys are straight gangsters. And you're like, yeah. I thought it was fucking good. And you get wiped out. And you're, uh, it's really frustrating, dude. I, I've never Skill seen a wise. game that caters to both audiences better than Destiny does on a massive scale. Massive scale. Um, massive scale you're right like anybody can walk into a store pick up destiny play it, and have the time of their life at home be like holy shit and at the same time you can have the hardest of the hardcore streaming on twitch going seven and all flawless and trials right and like it, it caters to both audiences and i really believe that destiny is the future of from a um, philosophical standpoint like the the vision of massively everyone together experiencing the same type of world, the same experience and catering to literally the mainstream, the hardcore and everybody in between. It's pretty That's phenomenal. Right. Yeah. You Araj, do. I would love for you uh, and Boo to get a PlayStation 4 and just experience it with me, man. This maybe is a, maybe Boo can bring his PlayStation 4 over here. We have a game room and we can play. Right. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> that I'll is the one thing can. about a PS4 is that the online is comes automatically. And that you're not cut out of certain things, but that's on awesome. Xbox you are. So, oh no, you still have to pay. Yeah, no, you. Still, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but saying you free. can still take in a lot of the game experiences oh, yeah. in the yeah. major parts of that uh-huh. game through the PS4. Are we expecting the same type of feel and the same type of gameplay from Battlefront 2 after you watch the trailer? For no people, uh, no, no. no. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because Destiny is creating um, an open world experience where you can literally land on a planet and you have multiple options in terms of your adventure. You can go to a public event that's happening on your left or you can go to the, the right 
and you can um, explore um, a lost sector that you found a little cave and right. go down into that and have your own single player experience. Where in Battlefront, you're on a rail for the single player campaign. I apologize for the train behind me, but oh, you're on a rail and you'll um, you'll incorporate yourself into a single player campaign of a uh, an imperial pilot that just found out that the emperor is dead, and you're just like literally experiencing this by yourself. Whereas in Destiny, you can do single player adventures like that. But if you happen to come across another player who's doing the same thing as you, or if another friend on your friends list is doing the same thing, he can hop in with you and experience that adventure with you at the same time. So they've created an open world experience for you to to experience how you choose. It's something that I think Lucasfilm or Disney and Electronic Arts should really pay attention to because this is something that Star Wars gaming has been needing for a very long time. Activision and Bungie, I think, has created a foundation for a new type of platform of gaming where it is single player, it's multiplayer, it's massively, and you can kind of choose how you want to spend your time playing games. It's it's catered to the casual, and it's also catered to the hardcore, um, as we spoke about with just basic crucible PvP, to something way more professional like a Trials of the Nine which is four and four best of the best. So it's, it's something that I think the Star Wars franchise needs from a gaming perspective, at least the platform, the foundation of being able to right. explore with your friends and explore by yourself and keeping this open world feel. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was- yeah, no, because you should be able to jump on with me, Raj. Right. And w- if you're at a certain point in the story, let's say you're ahead of me, but or even if you're ahead of me or, I'm be- or ahead of you, if you come with me, you'll get the rewards. Mm-hmm. So if I carry oh, you cool. through, I get, I, you you'll get the rewards this. that yeah. you get. You'll get the loot for that. That's part of cool. the game. Okay. So it won't right. be like, oh shit, now we have to go back and do it for a Raj. Yeah. You'll That's get right. those things. And then if you say, hey man, I'm only on stage four of or of the campaign, then we'll just switch into your game and roll with you and help you knock it out and get it yeah. over with. So it's like he's right. Lucasfilm, EA Sports should take a look at it. And it's Star Wars. It makes total sense to do that. It makes total sense for all of us in the community to be able to have clans and factions and be able to just say, okay, we're going to go ahead and do, we're going to, and, and I know they replicate, they're going to replicate a lot of the battles and then even bridge a gap between, uh, what is it? Jedi and Force Awakens Uh as a six man fire team or eight or 10 or 20 of us in a massive ground war. We're going to be doing those battles. We're going to be doing Hoth. We're going to be doing, we're going to be participating in that. And we'll be able to have all of us on there. That's pretty Mm -hmm. As one group going against another massive group of people. Gotcha. Or going against the the game itself. I promise Sith Heads to not talk about that game for another three episodes. No, man, it's okay. Everybody's been fucked. That's why last week. You know, the funny thing is about it is like they stole a lot of the influence of Star Wars. Yes, you know, they did. it's the light and the dark. It's mm-hmm. the balance between the two. It's the heroes on both sides, the villains and the heroes and um, all the drama that takes place between it. And the formula that we've known since the beginning of time, they've really influenced into this whole galaxy and this new world that they've built. And um, I, I, I think it's beautiful and it's great and, and I enjoy it very much. But you know, as you said, I think uh, it's a game changer, but it's not perfect. And the first thing of anything that's been invented was never the perfect version of it. 
it was the invention. It wasn't the perfection. So I think that, uh, that Disney Lucasfilm and Electronic Arts should look at that and hopefully, honestly, man, we're going to get some six Star Wars games coming out. Battlefront 2 is only the beginning. It's, it's inevitable. Oh, yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be great. We can't wait for that. So November 17th is what we're waiting for. So let's, let's get, let's get it there as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Now, the last thing we'll talk about, Last Jedi looks like it's going to be the longest Star Wars movie ever. Uh, Runtime of two hours and 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. What's your guys' take on that? My take is, fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The more Star Wars, the better. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, So I'm very excited about that. And I'm sure they have to explain a lot of shit. Yep. And if it's going to take two hours and 30 minutes, if it's going to take two hours and 45 minutes, fucking fine with me. Yep. Pappas, what do you think? I'm psyched. Yeah, I I I, don't, I have no other words. Um, <laughs> if if Attack of the Clones is the longest Star Wars movie, make that shit two hours longer. Exactly. <laughs> what can I say? Right, man? I know exactly. Is that oh, what, what? What I will say is, if, if I had to put any type of, um, uh, I don't know, any any type of like, wow, wow, way too many beers for me. Like yeah. thinking about like what this means type of thing. There's one word for that. That whole sentence. Um, it would be that this is extremely story driven yes. because Ryan needed time to elaborate and detail a lot of uh, scenes and scenarios and things like this. And that makes sense to me, right? We're in the middle of a trilogy and there's a lot going on and it needs to set up the next film in the finale. And it just tells me that like character depth, figuring out what's going on with Luke, putting Ray on her new path. Getting Finn situated to be mature and a real hero in the Renew Resistance and and figuring out where all of this is going to lead and come to a head, uh, three pillars coming to one. And I think that with two hours, at two and a half hours, um, it's amazing to me. I always thought every Star Wars movie would be like two hours and 12 minutes, right? Yeah. Um, I'm really excited because this is the start of them taking even more risks. They're taking risks now with the episodic films. Like it's always been the format. And now they're like, you know what? Ryan wants to tell a story. Give him the extra 20 minutes. They're giving it to him. And they're like, let's go for it. This tells me that one day we can have a Return of the King runtime Star Wars movie. Yes, that would like, be it can awesome. happen, right? There is hope. Yes. It's fucking awesome. That would be amazing. That you know, in be- a time where, where we're getting 10 episodes on Netflix of Stranger Things on October 28th, and we've got eight, six hours or five hours or whatever it is of insane storytelling mm. for quadruple the amount of revenue they're going to make on a two hour movie. Make that shit three hours. Exactly. Make it the fucking Godfather. <laughs> Fuck. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That would be, yeah, yeah. I have no problems with it. So I'm very excited about that. Mm. And that, that's a no brainer. And also let's, uh, before we, before we head out, Han Solo has a, uh, some new information now. Thaddy Newton. You guys don't know Thaddy Newton? Tandy Newton? Or you can call her Tandy. I know her pretty pretty well. I call her Thandy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you were over there, huh? Yeah, I was, you know, I was in Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> I was chilling in Westworld, the studios. Okay. Where are you? Where you? I don't know. <laughs> but all I know is that she... It, did you go to the bar with the, with the hookers or did you get I, laid? Well, that's where she was. I'm not going to say, you know. I, what happened? I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to divulge yeah. information. But what happened? Yeah, you don't want to get too Westworld, spoilery you know there. Yeah, yeah. Don't spoil too much. Dude. Yeah. yeah. What, kind, what kind of scotch do they have at that bar? Uh, mm-hmm. They got a, a half malt. 
Nice. Does that even make sense? I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> half malt stuff. Is that a fucking half malt? Does that even make does that I don't know I don't what know. the fuck All excuse tonight. It's okay. Yeah. Glenn Glivin, Glenn Gary, any kind of Glenn will do. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe the Glen Gow, any Glen. Any kind of Glen will do. That's, <laughs> That's just right. Dude. So that, Question. Yeah. Is, that, is Stanley Newton the hot black chick who's the hooker? Yes. She's the she's the madam. She's the madam. Yeah, she's the madam. I am absolutely in love with her. That's all I want to say. She's the one that looks like Zoe Zaldana before Zoe Zaldana looked like Zoe Zaldana. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have Thandie Newton. Okay. Well, you're going to be happy because she's coming back in for a bunch of different reshoots for the Han Solo film. Mm. Ron Howard. Wait, she was cast in the Han Solo. Yeah, she film? was, and she did That's a movie, bro. Yeah, she was cast in Han Solo, and she yeah. did a couple of scenes. But since Ron Howard came on board. He asked her to come back, and it looks like she's going to be in a lot of the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, got to be a love interest. It's got to be a love interest. interest. It has yep. to be. Yep. Her sci-fi look, when she's done in like a sci-fi thing, she looks great because she was amazing in Chronicles of Riddick. She amazing. That's right. She love was that. amazing. I was looking on <laughs> Cinema Blend. It's, it looks like some fans have been claiming, have been saying that she has been brought back to play the character of Ray Sloan. Which would be pretty crazy. Ray Sloan is a character from the books. Ray okay. Sloan's a lesbian. She is. Yeah. Ray Sloan is a lesbian. See, and I don't buy it because I feel like you, you cast Andy Newton to be a love interest for Han Solo because she's that hot. Or is the love interest from Han Solo is that Clark? Daenerys? Yeah. I take Andy the Newton. That's just me. What? Oh, no, those, I would personally. Those, those, I'll tell you. Those lips Khaleesi will go to the looks end of hot. Time. And I'm sorry, guys, but I, I you know, you, this is what happens. You bring me on. Uh, Khaleesi looks hot on Game of Thrones, but like Amelia Clark without being Khaleesi doesn't do it for me. Whoa. That's me. That's my taste, Those lips do not leave. That, you, yeah, you, yeah, you can have that. You can do that. That is your steez and you can, hey, that's, you you know, can rock that. That's, that's your, right, that's Mike. That's your opinion and you, you can be wrong. right. I just, I like I like the chocolate that Thandy gives me, you know. I'm a chocolate guy. Yikes, man! I think we do. Emily likes Idris Elba, and <laughs> Pat's talking oh. about some Tandy. This is great, oh, man. Love her. This is great. She's one of my favorites, man. Yeah, I she's can't a great help actress. it. She's great. She's great in Westworld. But I'm very happy with Ron Howard. I'm very happy that. He's taking this thing over, and I'm very happy that it seems very calm, mm-hmm. and it seems like he's having a blast doing it. I saw I saw some tweets that were thanking Ryan Johnson for having a uh, what is it a disaster free production. Right, right. You got to give you. him credit for that nowadays. Thank right? you, Ryan Johnson. Give yes, credit. Yeah, great <laughs> guy. Go, exactly, great guy too. Right. Yes. 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 A fantastic man. Yeah. What a great man. All right, man. I think this is it, guys. Huh. I think we got through our first annual. Oktoberfest episode. Fest. Everybody's still sober? Not no. in October. No. <laughs> Not at all. I feel great. <laughs> I know. I feel good right Not now. at all. But we had a blast. Yes. I apologize blast. to all the listeners if I was stuttering or oh, if I repeated shit. Yes. Um, no, great. It's me. I'm the Are we supposed asshole. to be finished with our beers before we finish the episode, uh, I'm, gentlemen? Oh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Yeah, me too. But, Am I throwing down a gauntlet of chug down oh, right now? Oh, man. That's not happening. Yeah. But, Mike, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. We had an absolute amazing time, and you are the gr- perfect person for Oktoberfest. Yes. Uh, Sithless Oktoberfest 2017. Where can people find you? Where can they find you on Twitter, and where can they hear you? Give them the lowdown. You can find me at Maximum Paps on Twitter, 
and every other, if not every two other weeks on <laughs> World <laughs> One, uh, a Star Wars podcast for winners with my buddies Johnny Grasso and Hawes Burkhart. Um, you can also find me in the Rogue One Army chat on Twitter if you're cool enough. Um, and I'm super excited to hit New York Comic Con next weekend with all the Rogue One Army. And I'm super excited about being back here on the Sith list right before – well, not right before. Maybe hopefully a couple weeks before Episode 8 drops. So I hope you guys have me back. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. You have an open yeah, invitation. Yeah. All Pappas our guests – You do not have sure to wait for an invitation. Sure. No. You just hit us up and say, hey, we want to come on. You are on. Absolutely. Got it. Be awesome. Thank you so much, guys. And to everybody listening, thank you for putting up with our drunken asses for the last two hours. We really appreciate it. Hopefully this went well. Let us know if it didn't. And uh, we won't do it again. Yeah, right. We're doing it again. Yeah, right. We're doing it again. Shit. We're doing it again. As long as we don't do a whiskey fest, I'm okay. Oh, fuck that. Yo, can I just, can I plug real quick? Let me plug real quick. You can find me on VR Turbo on PlayStation Network if you need a clan. For Destiny 2, we're rating three characters every week on Reset. On Tuesday, we're running Nightfalls. We'll help you out. We got you. Looking for two guys who can run trials with me and my buddy who can hang. I'm getting pro on this shit. Oh, shit. That's it. Let me just tell you. He just threw out a trials looking for group post, everybody. Damn. I did. Let me just I say, said, bring it there. That I didn't understand a goddamn word you said, <laughs> but it sounded so fucking legit. I want to fucking apply for that. Those job. are all, yeah. I, I like hearing that, that man. That is pretty serious, Running Nightfalls. Yeah. And Charles is real big. And deal, he's got guys. the schedule deal. Oh, yeah. He knows what Damn. he's fucking yeah, doing. He's legit, waiting. Dude. He's waiting. Yeah. Like my friend. Martin. Actually, actually, we, the clan does the reset on Tuesdays. I won't be there because I've been called out for the past three weeks of not showing up for Rogue One on mm. Tuesday nights because of Destiny. Yeah. And, so you have a valid excuse at this point, though. And let me let me tell you, Mister <laughs> my, Michael Pappas. I hope you're there the day after the preview drops for episode. Uh, eight because um, I will be there on Rogue One, oh, so shit. I want you there with you and Johnny. That'll be amazing. I will be there. Is that uh, in two weeks? Right? That's in two weeks. I'll be there. I awesome. promise you. Can't wait, man. Love you. Only see you, not because Johnny. Okay. Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. you get on Rogue One. Anyway, you get on Rogue One. It doesn't matter. That's awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on episode number sixty-one man. next week. On the Sith List. It's alright if you love It's alright if you don't I'm not afraid of you running away, honey I get the feeling you owe There is no sense in pretending Your eyes give you away Something inside you is feeling like I do You said all there is to say